the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. We hope you are all well. I am joined as always by Craig and Andy. Hello boys. I'm Andy. I'm Craig. In today's episode we will be discussing our gaming movie night movie, Super Mario Bros. Our monthly game club game, Resident Evil. Spoiler warnings will be provided, don't worry. And the usual weekly roundup of the latest news and what we have been playing. You know the drill by now, but if you're not following our social channels, go and do so. Just search Pure Dead Gaming. You can also watch video content over at youtube.com forward slash pure dead gaming and on Twitch as well. The website where you can read the latest reviews is puredeadgaming.com. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What's been happening? It's episode 21. Oh, sorry, was I supposed to point that We're out? We're uh, <laughs> legal age to drink in America. No, it's older than that in America, is it not? No, it's 21. That's... This is where any American podcast would make a joke about how it's legal to drink, but we can't do that because we all started drinking at 11. <laughs> <laughs> no, me, I was quite old, actually. Nah, I, was just, I, did, I was kind of the same, to be yeah. fair. I didn't, I didn't do the whole out with your pals drinking in the street. The first, nah. the first time I drank alcohol was in a pub. I mean, I was 15, but... I was 15. The first time I got drunk was at your bit. Was it? That's the first, uh, you had a house party and I remember that's the first time being drunk. I remember that night. And I remember I was walking to the shop and then me going, I've never felt like this before. <laughs> I remember that night uh, because there was always real random people that came to like yeah. parties that we had. And so there was people that were coming from like either Glasgow or somewhere, but they were coming in the train and I had to go down and meet them. So me and... Were they your friends? I don't remember. They couldn't have been... They couldn't, they <laughs> couldn't just heard about the party and they're on their 15, way. surely you're not just inviting total randoms. Honestly, Jess. No, I think it was. I, I must have known them, sort of, but they never knew their way to the house, obviously, because I, I had to go down to the train station to get them. And um, mm. I remember walking down to... Like, I always made vodka jelly and I walked down oh, to the train right. station with a bowl and a spoon. <laughs> like, what? What, eating it as you walked in? Oh, I down through the main street. <laughs> <laughs> well, a bowl of jelly. I, the, <laughs> the looks that I was getting. No wonder. Uh, it was kind of. I, I, in hindsight, obviously, I should have put it in something more discreet, but it was just like a square bowl. And a, right, and a look spin. at that boy. Where's that boy got? Is that a bowl of jelly? People would it was like vodka, though. No. But just thought, I why is that? Doesn't, that, that doesn't make it any better. No, I know. It's almost worse if they thought it was just normal jelly. I think the fact that you'd be wobbling about with a bowl of jelly, people would put two and two together. Ah, it was it was pretty strong. Bouncing to be fair, bouncing off the walls and that jelly's just jiggling everywhere. <laughs> to be fa- to be fair, you know what it's like. We know most people, so it's like they're all just probably looking, going, "Where's that fucking awful jet again?" <laughs> there he is. Look at him. Fucking He's got jelly. a fucking bowl of jelly this time. <laughs> no, I, rem- I, rem- I, d- I remember it for that night. Uh, I remember that night, sorry, for for that. Yeah. I can't remember who I was walking down the road with, though. I'll find out. It's maybe Terry, actually. He's just the type of reprobate that would have done that along with me. Yeah. Terry got in touch with us wanting um, credit for finding Tacoma FD and AP Bio that we've since shared on with others. Yeah, he wanted that put in the corrections. Right. It's I not really a why? correction. I'm not going to give him that. I don't know. He just likes to get credit for stuff. He likes a wee, <laughs> a wee pat in the back. Here's your pat, Here's pat your in the back. Pat, pal. Yeah, <laughs> fud. 
Um, but yeah, two good shows if anybody. Uh, we're, we're, we're still only one episode into AP Bio, so that mm-hmm. could the first episode I enjoyed, but it could go either way. Tacoma, I'll give you it, Terry. Well done. Still not watched that. Still oh, come no. on. I keep on forgetting to. Need got on it. it. I'm halfway through the second season now, and there's a few episodes in the second season that haven't been amazing. They've been all right, but not amazing. But it's still a it's a high quality show. It's good stuff. Very good stuff. So what have you been up to then? Uh, I had a really weird... What's been happening? I had a really weird interaction today. I had a day off, but... Uh, so I was... The whole plan was we're kind of always rushed on a Tuesday. So I have to try and have the dinner ready. If I'm off, I have to try and have the dinner ready for Jess and the kids getting in. Teriyaki Tuesday? Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> so when Jess had bought burgers, but it was too much to ask for her to get buns as well, right? I forgot, mm. okay. Aye. You forgot the buns? Aye. So... I had to interrupt my day off and go out and get them, right? Mm-hmm. Not happy. But, so I went out <laughs> and I par- where I parked, it was, there was no double yellow lines, but it was a sort of, like, when I pulled up, I was like, I hope this is, you know, sometimes Aye, you pull you up and you're sure? like, oh, I hope it's all right here for a minute or two. Aye. So I got out and I started walking towards the shop and then all I heard was, there was a guy that was parked across the road and all I heard was, mm, his horn. Right. And I turned around and looked at him and I was like, oh, couldn't be for me. Started walking again. Uh, and a horn. And I was like, is he waiting to park? Was he planning to park there? What like what the what's going on? Mm-hmm. I wasn't annoyed, but I was just like confused. confused. Mm-hmm. So I turned around, and you know that way where like from a distance you can't see like the, the sun's glaring, you can't see, I couldn't even see who was in the car. I thought, is it maybe somebody I knew? Like, or are they annoyed mm-hmm. at me parking there? So I turned around and I was like, so I just started walking towards the car. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to this. I got to the passenger side window, and uh, I just sort of looked down. And I was like, "Sorry, you want me to move?" And the guy was like, trying to almost trying to climb into the back seat, like panicking. What? Like I think I gave him a fright or something. Like he wasn't honking the horn at me. Oh, really? So when I when he honked the second time, and I turned around and started walking towards him, like I'm not a particularly I'm intimidating so. looking guy, I'm but so. he was like, "Oh fuck!" And I think he thought I was coming after him. <laughs> like so, I went, I went over and I got him. Was like, and when I bent down, he was like, "No, no, uh, no! I, I, I wasn't, pe- I wasn't peeping at you. I wasn't peeping at you." And I was like, oh, "Right, okay, it's all right." I just, I thought I'd done something wrong, and he was like, "No, no, no, no." He was trying no. to like lock the door. It's and me stuff that's like. done something wrong, son. It's me. He was trying to like lock the door, like proper panicking. <laughs> Felt awful when I was walking away, oh, but like boy. I just walked towards him because I thought I don't want to be a dick and just keep walking. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Did you? What, what was he peeping for? I don't know. When I got when I because when I out the Weird. shop, went to the car, he was still sitting there, mm. and there was nobody about. Was he like picking somebody up from a house nearby? Possibly, no possibly. It was weird though, but I he got a real fright because he was trying to like lock the doors and stuff like. That. I think he thought I was going to drag him out the car. <laughs> but it's not the first time this week though that you've been looking looked intimidating or un. I don't know whatever the word is, but unfriendly. Yeah, you tried. Huh? You tried to pick Nathan up from after school club. Oh, I forgot about that. The oh. cake was not on the approved list of people to pick Nathan up. Swear to God, <laughs> what? The father right. wasn't on the approved right. list. My fault. But I was not angry with the gentleman today. If he is a listener, I was angry with the woman the day before. Right. So I've had two days off. Right. I took Monday and Tuesday's leave. Wanted to try and get through some games, through some stuff. But Nathan, my son, got wind that I had yesterday off. Mm. So he wanted picked up early from his after-school club so he could come home. 
So against my better judgment and because I'm a loving father, I agreed. I said, that's fine, I'll pick you up early. Now, because I almost never get a Monday off, he only goes to this after school club on a Monday. Right. I've never picked him up from it, right? So Jess tells me where to go, that's fine, just get him from here, no problem. So I go and I'm waiting in the queue. Of course, as soon as I get there, it starts pissing down. I'm waiting in the queue. There's two people in front of me, the stupid woman at the door. Instead of saying, right, who is everyone here for? No, she's doing one at a time and taking forever. So I get to the front. By the time I get to the front, there's three people behind me. And I said, I'm here to pick up Nathan. No problem. She goes away for about two or three minutes, comes back. Uh, I need the password. The password? Is it a uh, password? Jess? And I was like, eh... Uh, I don't have a password. Now, this this isn't uncommon. Yeah. Sometimes there's a password if someone else is picking the child up. It's security. Safe. Aye, it's a security, which is fair enough. I yeah. want them. I don't want... I mean, they could have them, but I don't particularly want somebody to steal my child's paperwork and stuff. Um, What's your password? She would not air this, actually. No. We don't know what it is. Well, that's the thing. I had obviously created a password when right. he started Primary 1 on right. his registration form. Which is a while ago. Which now, was, probably. what, 18 months ago. So I've got no idea what the password is. So I'm standing <laughs> at the front I'm standing at the front of the queue with people standing behind me. It's pissing down, right? I'm soaked. That's partly because you didn't take a jacket because you're an idiot. I never take jackets. I know. Right, so... I'm going to say I got into trouble for Lisa for not wearing jackets. Right? So the woman says to me, I can't give you in without the password. So what I, is the password? <laughs> so I'm being completely nice about it, right? Because I'm thinking, right, that's fair enough. You've got security, right? She says, "Can you? could you phone Jessica just now and just get the password? Okay. Obviously, Jess is what doesn't so really... She knows that your wife is Jess, but... Well, what? she does. I don't know what she knows, but she knows not Jess. Not your wife. Not wife yet. <laughs> We're engaged, but she she knows Jess, right? She obviously knows who usually yeah. drops him off. So I she's... did say to them in, in the morning when I dropped Nathan off, his aye. dad is picking him up today. So yeah. they did know that. Right. So I so she says, Jesus she says, uh, can you phone her just now? Right. Okay. So I'm trying to phone. Uh-huh. She doesn't get a signal. So I'm trying to phone through WhatsApp. She's no answering. Then she's texting me, did you mean to phone? I meant to phone. <laughs> so it doesn't necessarily look good that I'm trying to phone and then and then the phone starts ringing because it's Jess. So I'm like, right, I, need, I, say, I get her, I need the password. I, I don't know the password. Oh so I said to the woman, she doesn't know the password. Well, I can't give you them. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to do? Just leave them in there or not? So this, it's starting to get embarrassing, right? Because yeah. there's people in the queue behind me and I'm looking like I'm here trying to rob a child. Yeah. Right? So I go off the phone and Jess is away to try and find what the password is. So she's just... Not she, the best robber of a child, to be honest no. with you, because you think a good one would have sourced the password. Aye. So she, this woman's just standing there, refusing to see to anyone behind me while I'm still there. There was a woman... She saw to the woman behind me, who was a snooty bitch, and this woman came forward and got her child, and then the woman said to the worker, good luck. Right, oh, and then nice. the the women worker went and rolled their eyes, and I was like, "Fuck, fuck!" Yeah. That would set me up a wee bit. So I was so at that point because I'd been totally nice, right? What's the point? In I know, like that? right? So I'd been cause I'd been Don't nothing, like nothing but nice. So then uh, she says to me, "Yeah, I mean, so I'm sorry about this, but it's only people on the approved list. You know, it's only people close to them." Right, I mean, she said that. I was thinking, "Fuck you." Do you so, I, but I never, I never said that. Obviously, all I said was. I'm his dad and she went yeah I know but you're not on the approved list right 
and so then oh at, that, at that point because I was annoyed I was like I, I, I said to her well how do you know that I'm his dad because that's the first time I've said that and you've never met me before and she was like eh 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 and just and then she went away back inside <laughs> and then she came back out a couple of minutes later but at this point I'm honestly soaked through because mm. I was wearing like jogging bottoms I was completely soaked through and uh, she came back out and she was like, if um, if you can get Jess to phone uh, the uh, the after school club, um, then that would be enough. Jesus Christ. And I was like, right. So I Give moved me to, my I child. Moved to the side so that they could, so that other people could pick up their children. Phone Jess again. Can you phone the after school club? She doesn't know the number. So I'm like, right. So I just went off the phone and stood there for another like 15 minutes. <laughs> Um, and then she eventually came out and was like, oh "Here you go." And then before I was, lit- I was going to be nice at the end. I was going to be like, "Thanks for that, bye." But she just went, he- "Here he is." And then before I could say it, she just shut the door. And I was like, "Honestly, oh, if I didn't need you to look after my child, you would <laughs> never be getting him again." Wow. I was raging. Well, do you know, like, do some? Do you know that say like Nathan? Just pop your pop your head out the door a wee minute and just tell us who this gentleman is, okay? And yeah. Like, oh, that's but daddy. Suppose, it's my yeah, dad. I suppose the thing, unbeknown to them, like we could have been separated, and I don't Aye. want the dad to, you know, yeah. I mean, like, it is possible. Um, so but it was, see, it was just, I can see where it's all coming from. Oh, I know. See, I mean, see, see, to be fair, yeah. she had legitimate reasons, but she was. It was the way she worded stuff, mm. and the rolling of the eyes. The rolling of the eyes is what turned the tables. Like I was yeah. completely nice to that point, and then it that was. I was just like that woman was like, "Good luck." Right. And they're both in it together, they're a wee fucking agenda. Aye, wee <laughs> oh, don't worry, I'll deal with them. Aye. Fuck off, you cunt. <laughs> fucking raging. Hey, when did you get engaged, by the way? Uh, I September last year. I don't I didn't hear about this at all. <laughs> did you not? No. You don't really go on social media that much though, to be fair. What Twitter? I think I put it on Twitter. It would have been on Facebook as well. When did you do it like, properly? As in what? <laughs> As in, like, did you go out for dinner and do something nice? Or I sent did you a, just go, should we get engaged now? I sent her a direct message on Twitter. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what I mean, proper. Are you into it? And she was like, aye. I get down one knee and stuff. I know. We were in the what house, but he did do oh, a proper proposal. Yeah. Yeah. And we did go out for dinner. Mm-hmm. Right. After she said yes. Mm-hmm. And I'd phoned her dad beforehand. Not going to waste a meal if you're going to say no. <laughs> uh, I'd phoned her dad beforehand and, yeah, did the whole... We're know. yet to progress wedding plans any further, aren't we? I know, it's difficult. There's so much. It's, it's, everyone's so uncertain. They keep mm. changing the rules. I need, I need dancing to be allowed, basically, before I'm willing to consider anything. Because yeah, at I the mean, moment, you're not allowed to dance at weddings, and I just can't have that. No, part you can't of, dance I, at weddings, no. No. Part no, of the no. reason she's marrying me is because my slick moves. Right. So if mm. I wasn't able to utilise them on the dance floor on said night, then Mate, what's the fucking point? It's not that. Yeah, your dance moves are shocking. I could tell you stories about my good dance moves. I don't know the other stories. I've seen them firsthand. Yeah. I'm good. a good dancer. I'm a good dancer. I'm a good dancer, mate. Dance <laughs> off, dance off, dance oh, off. I'm definitely going to have a dance off at some point. Oh, I can see a meet and greet coming up. Oh, a pure dead game in meet and greet. And we're fucking <laughs> dancing the night away. Once it's allowed. <laughs> Did you watch the Eurovision? No, I've seen you used to watch it. Though. I've never, oh, I never watch it. I watch it every year. Oh, I can't be fucked with that. It's shite. Did yeah, but Great that's Britain the fun 
Did it, I suppose? That, aye, that, aye, see if it was any. See if it was any good. I would have no interest in it. <laughs> yeah. It's because it shits like the films. Like Did we end up with no points. I I think it might have been. Wow. The, I think it might have been the first time ever. Yeah. But people just doesn't matter if we've got a good song at this no. point. People don't like the country. No. Plus we ju- we just fucking left the EU. Yeah. Which didn't help. But but to be fair, who won it? The song was fucking minging. Yeah, it was terrible. Did Aye, you Italy. see the guy doing a line of coke? Well, that's yeah. There's been what? rumors surfaced that he was. Um, the, the, was it high. the Italian folk? Uh, he was, was sitting high. there in the camera. They were all high. <laughs> Aye, but the guy was the guy literally just bent down and went <laughs> and done a line on TV. Aye, on TV. Oh, so I must have missed that, but he just you just see him holding his nose. And then doing on the table and then getting at this the head getting swifted right across. It's obviously what he's doing. Fair play to him. Yeah. No, see this, the the British song was terrible. It was who, who really was bad. What was the guy's name? It wasn't awful. It James was. Newman. Apparently he's a multi platinum selling artist. He was fuck it sounded bad. like some fucking drunk guy up doing karaoke. I mean a lot of them did, but it was uh, it was bad. It's hard though, see when you've got a big because I imagine it was a big stage set up. Oh, mm. See when you're singing the bigger the place, the harder it is to hear your vocals. Mm. Yeah, you could so hear them. That wasn't the fucking issue, wasn't it? You could hear them. He no, wrote, like he wrote the song for this. So you can be quite tune from the song because you can hardly hear it. Because right. I've had that before where you're singing a song and, and you, you're like, how can you not hear yourself? But it's because it's so loud and you're supposed to hear yourself from the speakers at the front, the right. monitors, and it comes back at you. But if you've not got them, or they're just at such a big arena, you can hardly hear them. You're literally singing and you can't hear anything. Mm. Uh, that would, that, that would have experience. been the case then, because it was huge, aye. It was huge. But, th- I mean, we watch it every year, but the enjoyment I get out of it is Graham Norton. Ah, he's funny. Like, I like Graham Norton. See, honestly, you would, you would like the Eurovision then, because it, he commentates he over the whole thing, it, he? and he just rips the yeah. utter hole out of them. Aye. And it's so funny. He doesn't take it too seriously. He doesn't take it seriously at all. Mm -hmm. He like, he just like, somebody will come out and he's like, oh, and here she is performing as a Christmas tree. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't believe nobody's up and smacked him one. Like, he's so funny. And like, he he makes it for me. Like, Mm -hmm. he totally makes it. The songs I just watch to take the piss out of, but he's funny. So what was this, what, what kind of style was the song that won? It was like heavy metal. heavy metal. Oh, really? Was it? Yeah. Aye. There was two heavy metal songs, and the other one was better than the Italian one. Mm. But Italy were favourites going in, so oh, I'd, really? ba- I'd back them. Right. Uh, it always seems to be whoever's favourites going in tends to win it. Right. Like, uh, but yeah, so I, what the way it works now is at first, there's like 39 countries that mm. give one country 12 points, and then 11 other countries 10 down to one point. Right. So they went through all 39 countries. Nobody gave us a point, which has happened numerous times, I think. But usually in the phone voting, now we're not allowed to vote for ourselves, but usually in the phone voting, like they take it as a percentage. So usually right. you pick up maybe two points or something, but we get nothing from that. We're the only Jeez, country that oh. only country that gets zero. How embarrassing for the guy just sitting there. Aye. Graham Norton, to be fair to him, when it got read out of zero, he was like, that's fucking... That was the first time he was serious the whole night. He was like, that's that's harsh and like yeah. the guy sort of stood up and you could tell he was embarrassed and there was like a sort of hush over the crowd because there was a live mm. crowd there and then all of a sudden everyone just got up and started cheering the guy like just to sort of be like rally behind him almost yeah. it was actually a wee, like for a minute a wee second it was like a nice moment you know what I mean because <laughs> I mean he was shite but he should he should, he should feel bad <laughs> 
He's he let, should feel better. He's let every every down. My lovely horse would have done better. My lovely horse. What right. the fuck is that? You know, I remember the Eurovision episode of Father Ted. <laughs> oh no! My I do, lovely oh, I do horse remember. running through the field. <laughs> oh god, Belter. Oh, one thing I wanted to bring up, and this is probably the best sort of section to do it, we got an email in from a guy called Jack, and he wrote, I don't mean to be a pest, but is there any way you can open feedback and polls to all listeners instead of just on Twitter? I have no interest in social media, but I would like to be more part of the show. So this is something I've been meaning to do for a wee while, because uh, I, I don't know, I, like, I don't look at the... The podcast downloads like every week or anything like that, but like I look at the sort of how it correlates and stuff like that, and like there's a good portion of like our listeners that do not use Twitter. But mm. whenever I like see whenever we have something, we're like, oh, we'll put a poll up. We always stick it on Twitter, yes. oh, and that's right, right. like there's so many people that are listening okay. to our podcast that that don't use they, it. I, they can't have any part of that. So what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to try maybe every Sunday or Monday to put a post on the website. And it'll maybe have like a poll on it or like just some stuff mm. that we're looking for feedback on so that people, because usually like on a Monday, like I'll tweet out like, oh, we're covering such and such this week. So send us in some feedback. But only people that see that on Twitter right. can then reply to us. Yeah. It's a bit unfair that you're getting guys like Jack that are just that are read, that are listening to it on Thursday and they weren't able to be included. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make a website post each week before the podcast, just sort of saying what we're talking about, giving people, or maybe even put a form in it where they can fill out to submit and we'll maybe do a poll or two and then we can talk about that on the show. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Let Jack. more folk get involved. Mm -hmm. No, it'd be nice as well if folk could start maybe leaving like reviews for us. Yeah. We've only got like if if folk like us, you know what I mean. That, <laughs> if, if, if you don't like us, just tell us that. Actually, it doesn't matter. But as long as you leave a all review, all feedback is welcome. All huh? feedback is welcome, but only five star reviews. You've got a one star review. I'll hunt you down and I'll find you. It'd just be good to know what like our folk enjoying it. That's the only way you can really get a gauge. Um, Definitely. With the, Aye. the well, I mean that that's the thing. Like all these like for, to help for other people to find our podcast, we need reviews like five star reviews different things like that it yeah. helps us show up the more reviews you get the way the algorithm works is the more reviews you get the higher you show up in searches the more chance you've got of being featured on the likes of Apple Podcasts alright so yeah oh, come on help us out folks anyone that Let's can do go. that would be let get be a much, reviewing can much we review ourselves we could could there's three reviews how <laughs> many Scottish buys would you give yourself I really rate this podcast it's great I don't know who this Jacob person is <laughs> and the last thing I've got I don't know about you but the last thing I've got for before we get into the show proper is earlier today a new state of play was announced for this Thursday that's just the how often do they do these state of plays there's no rhyme or reason to just it. It's just I, a lot of stuff. It's usually every sort of two to three months, but it's only when they've got something that they need to it's get like out. A, uh, it's like a content dumping it, really. Yeah, so they did one, I think it was maybe about a month ago on Ratchet and Clank, and then they've got one mm. this Thursday, and it's going to focus on Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm really some, fucking looking, stuff aye, really looking forward to that. The hope yeah. is that we get a release date, but I don't know that they'll... It may be a wee bit early for that, but it is supposed to be out this this fall, so mm. 
either way, it'll be great to see more. It's going to be 20, 25 minutes. Oh, and I think the whole thing's oh, about they'll, they'll obviously have Horizon. Gameplay oh, there'll be gameplay reviews and stuff like that. So yeah. it's going to be well worth watching. Definitely. So definitely look out for that. And we'll discuss it next week. Cool. Sounds good. So Craig just mentioned about some perhaps new additions that are coming to the website um, related to the podcast, but what have we got gaming-wise, reviews? What's new, Craig? Uh, I have a new review that I wrote myself. It's on Just Die already, a game we talked about last week. Uh, so so funny. (laughs) It is good, so you can check that out. I'll also have a wee bit of that on what we've been playing, but uh, the review is live just now, so you can check that out on the website, puredeadgaming.com. I haven't managed to get that latest Monday Night Wars episode up yet, but again, that is could drop any time whenever I get a spare hour just to get through Nitro. And uh, by the time you listen to this, there will be a Euro 2020 PES stream. I'm planning to do that tonight after we record. So Is I'm, that available now? Yeah, Euro? they've got the Euro updates there. So cool. you can play. It's got all the kind of proper tournament overlays and yeah. stuff like that. Ah, uh, the broadcast so, package. Aye, so I'm planning to... I'm planning tonight after we record, I'm going to do a stream and go Scotland and just try and... Mm. I'll try and play the three group games tonight, so... The plan is for Good it to luck. be. I know the plan is for it to be sort of two or three separate streams, but I mean, getting out of the group is going to be pretty fucking difficult. Oh, I know. Who's in our group again? England, the Czech Republic, and Croatia. Wow. We have it's purchased um, family t-shirts, matching t-shirts. <laughs> I feel they're going to be a bit short-lived though when we're inevitably out. So yeah, we'll just wear them like week one maybe, and then. <laughs> uh, well, that's the thing. I mean, the ch- I mean, in real life. They've got less chance than I do, but I'm I'm going to do the stream on the second highest difficulty, and I'm using a gameplay mod as well. So remember, they used to have fucking separate releases for this. How crazy is that? Aye, it used to be a completely separate game. Yeah, forty quid. Mm-hmm. That's mental to think Aye. about. I know, I know. It's good that they do. It's free kind of content yeah. drops now, but yeah. Aye, so we'll see how it goes. I, I, earlier on, I played one match of it just to try out the sort of new gameplay mod and try out that difficulty I did a match against England and it did not go well so hmm. I think when I play the second game against England I don't know whether to depending how the first game goes if I win that I might go into the second game with like five at the back or something like that and just try and play for a draw hmm. because it's difficult mm-hmm. and Raheem Sterling just goes drops to the ground every time you fucking brush <laughs> past him so if you will be watching the Euros um, along with us and wish to take part in a fantasy football league we have set up one f- for the pure dead gaming fans um, and we will leave a link on the website under this podcast episode for you to join should you wish to do so I have already selected my team as have I will you be joining us Andy? no I, I generally don't really do stuff like this oh you need to do the fantasy football I don't know I just don't and I end up not keeping up with it See, that's the thing. We we do one every year for the Premier League and most years we've been the same because it's just so long. Unless you're like at the top. (laughs) But see, I find the tournament ones aren't too bad because the tournament lasts three weeks. So Mm. it's not that bad. Like You only have to change your team two or three times. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, no, everybody get involved in that. We're going to have prizes. Uh, There'll be a prize for first and second place. I've yet to work out what they're going to be but probably something decent I think I'll certainly the first prize will be something decent 
Um, it's a trip round Europe, folks. <laughs> uh, it's absolutely not a trip round Europe. But, We're going to get uh, so many more listeners. It will it'll probably be something gaming related, maybe like some hardware or something like that, not a console. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that'll be announced closer to the time. But get signed up. Cool. Okay, shall we move on to what we have watched this week in the gaming movie do, night? Do, 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 do. I don't even know where to start with this, to be honest. It's just too good. Well, well. Just too good. The, I rate the 1993 oh, classic nothing Super about this at all. Mario Brothers. So shit. Am I the only one that enjoyed it? Yes. Yeah, I think you are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I struggled. <laughs> I really struggled. Now you had watched this in your childhood, hadn't you? Because I think I saw it. I remember I didn't see it like at the cinema or anything like that, but I remember renting the VHS. Okay. And watching it, and I thought it was terrible, and I didn't like it. Oh God, I. I. God. Um, come out in the. uh, There's more on that later. Uh, It came out in the cinema. I I rented it, as I say, and I remember at the time just being like, "This is shit," and not liking it at all, and then. I hadn't watched it until last, no, it would be two years ago, I sat down with John and was like, let's watch it again. (laughs) And for some reason, when I watched it then, I was like, this is amazingly shit. And since then, I've probably watched it about a dozen times. Oh my God. So for anyone who perhaps hasn't seen it, it's based on Super Mario Universe. Roughly. It's real, loosely. It's real people loosely. playing, yes. I guess, Mario and Luigi mm-hmm. um, with a few other characters thrown in there, albeit some of them have different names. Yeah, yeah basically what happened was Nintendo, it's, it's regarded as the first big uh, computer yeah, game, game film. Yeah, yeah. There was ones beforehand, there was actually a Mario uh, there's actually a Mario film in 1986, but it was like a Japanese anime, and it oh. never came to the West. Right. Like, so it's not the first video game film. Uh, oh no! There's the police coming to get us. Uh, they're coming to get you because you're fucking tasting movies. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the the Japanese anime was called uh, Super Mario Brothers: The Great Mission to Rescue Princess Peach. But like I say, it never came out in the West, so we won't be covering that because no. I'm not learning Japanese for an anime film, no. unless it's dubbed. N- no, Maybe. we're not. Watch- <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's dubbed. <laughs> we're not going anywhere near it. <laughs> I, I, I bet you'd like it more than you like this. Fucking better one. Uh, yeah, it was... <laughs> Let's just get into it. I've got some notes here. So it was released on July 9th, 1993. Okay, so... Summer blockbuster. Yep. It cost $48 million to make, oh, and crazy. at the box office it took in just under $21 million. Oh, So it did bomb. Yeah. Most critics called it one of the worst films of the year. A lot of the reviews that I saw of it were talking about how good the effects were, right? <laughs> Saying it was, all, it was all effects but no substance. Now, I, I was puppetry. like... Well, that's the thing. I looked at it and I was like, right... The effects are not good. No, but, but the puppetry is amazing. Aye, but you, you look at it and you're like, right, okay, it was 1993. Yeah. So 
maybe yeah, Jurassic may- Park was out there. Well, that's the thing. Maybe you can understand that why they're saying this. Do you know when Jurassic Park released? When? Seven days after this. Aye, that's what I mean. So the graphics and that are still Seven to this day amazing. Days. And then you've got the fucking portal that they go through in the wall, and mm-hmm. it, it looks shocking. It looks absolutely shocking. To be fair, what I would say is Jurassic Park was well ahead of its time, right? Yes. So I can envisage a situation where people went to see Mario on the 9th of July and said, pretty, like, not a good film, but pretty good effects. Mm. Because they were sort of in line with effects at the time. But then yeah. a week later, you go and see Jurassic Park and, and you think you've been fucking park. teleported 20 <laughs> years in the future. <laughs> Like, it literally does hold up today. Um, 100% it does. Aye, so... In terms of wrestling, this was the same week that Lex Luger slammed Yokozuna on the USS Intrepid. Intrepid, yeah. Would you like to have a guess of what was number one in the UK charts when this came out? 93. 93, July. Uh, I was only three years old, so I'm going to... Was this Seal, Kiss from a Rose... No, we was a tune though. Uh, we we were eight, me and Andy. Eight but years um, old. I t- I'll, I'll mysterious girl Peter Andre. Th- no, but no, I think it's... it was around that time. Shaggy. No. <laughs> right, I've given up. You know more, more about music than me, so you've uh, probably heard. I hadn't even heard this song, mm. and it was not. And I lis- I listened to it earlier, and I still hadn't heard it. Right. But it was number one for like six weeks. Oh wait, wait. Oh, six weeks. Right, no. It's by some. It's by Inner Circle. No. And it's called Sweat A La La Long. What the fuck? No Sweat idea. Sweat A La La Long? No idea. Wow. I'll need to check it out later. Aye. I, I don't remember this song at all. What kind of, what and it was I... the UK charts, because I was thinking, oh, maybe this is America, and it's just like... What kind of what... genre of music? Pop? Seemed like a little bit kind of hip-hop-y, but, but very light. Hip hop, I don't know, it was bad, right. it seemed okay. bad. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, so that was uh, some of the stuff that was going on at the time. Um, but yeah, this film, it's interesting, like when I was looking into it, the Nintendo made a film in 1989 called The Wizard. Did you ever see that? Oh yeah, with Fred Savage. I don't know, I've that, never seen it. It's, a, it's about like a kind of like he's a wee bit mentally challenged, but he goes and plays at this big event, gaming event. That uh, from the brief clips, and that's all of it. That'll be a movie of them getting to the convention to play the games. Right, that's what it's all about. The I, wizard, I, I, he's like a, a wizard on the games. That's what it's ah. all about. See, I've never, I've never seen it, but apparently I've seen that a few times. this movie get completely panned mm. for basically being like a ninety minute advert for Nintendo mm. so Nintendo were like out with a point to, this was them out with a point to prove and make a good film see how that turned out for them uh, so in 1990 and 1991 there was loads of film companies they'd made it clear we want to make a Mario film so right. there was loads of film companies that were coming to them and offering them 5 million 10 million like for the rights Aye. but instead they sold the rights for 2 million dollars to okay. a studio called Light Motive who were like quite a small company, but they were led by two filmmakers called Jake Eberts and Roland Joffe. And they had made a 1984 film called The Killing Fields and they'd won like three Oscars for it. So like this film started off as, holy shit, there's some big fucking people behind this. Mm. Um, And 
the whole idea behind it was that they wanted a more gritty film. They wanted like a more gritty version of Mario that like would uh, like, appeal to adults as well as kids. Yeah. Now, obviously, in the end, as much as I enjoy the film for the wrong reasons, like it's not a good film, and under any circumstances, it's stuck in between those. Well, two that's things, the thing. That's see, I... a lot of these things that I'm saying, you can see that they were trying yeah. to go for that because it was a film that was named at kids, uh. but wasn't smart enough for adults and stuff mm. like that. Um, yeah. But what they did was they gave. The reason they managed to get it for two million was because they gave Nintendo creative control. Mm. So basically, Nintendo fucking hogan it and just asked for like creative control, um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they uh, they were they, they were allowed to keep all the merch money as well, which they thought was going to be like massive. Yeah. So. When they go, what kind of merch? What were folk buying off the back of the film? Well, that obviously nothing because it was so shit. But the plan was yeah, that they would fucking spin off into I T shirts, yeah. like everything, like and make another game, maybe oh, toys, everything. I mean, Mario. I suppose ninety three was or ninety two, ninety three. Super Mario three would have been released. I wonder when that was released in conjunction with the movie. No, Mario World and the SNES came out in nineteen ninety. But it was Super Mario three not? Super Mario 3 would have been 89, 88. No. Super Super Mario World on the SNES came out in 1990. So Mario 3 on the NES must have been before that. Right, I'm going to have to look at it. You can tell us more of your facts now. Oh, you're absolutely right. Fucking hell. 1988. Shows you how. Because Mario 1 was 85. Hmm. Yep. Super Mario World, nineteen ninety. All right, okay. Yeah, so it was a wee bit. They're further along than what you you would think. I was yeah, the same. Yeah. Like I, I, I wasn't sure about it. So considered for Mario. Any ideas? Other other actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> the original person that was supposed to do it was Dustin Hoffman. Oh my god! <laughs> no. Aye. No, that, I don't think that would work. No. No. Um, then Danny DeVito oh maybe aye he maybe have been okay yeah. but he wanted to see the script of which kept changing so he passed yeah then good shout Danny <laughs> did you hear this one <laughs> fucking hell the third choice Tom Hanks mm-hmm. wow who agreed to do it wow and was going to get five million but the studio ended up having cold feet because the two films, I can't remember what they were, the two films he made before it were shit. And Big. so they were like, no, it was something else. It was two films that kind of flopped. Tom Hanks ones? Aye. So... I think back then he was more a comedian. Yeah. A, a comedic actor rather than now he's known as. So they got cold feet and were like, I don't think he's worth five million. And they, they binned him. He would not have worked as Mario. No, Mario's I mean, I a wee fat so guy. He's about fucking six too. Mm. And lanky. Mm. They've been awful, but that was what was that was originally what was planned. Um, the obviously they ended up with Dennis Hopper as King Cooper, but yeah. the first two choices for that role was Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> wow, and Michael Keaton. Ooh, both okay. of which told them to fuck right no off. Wonder, no wonder. Imagine Arnie was in this. Oh, what boy. the fuck as a villain? <laughs> Mad. Uh, John Leguizamo, the guy that played Luigi, he, at the time of this, he had an offer 
to make a sitcom with him as the main star about his life, but he turned it down. To do this? Because he was so sure that Matt, oh. that this film was going to be such a big hit that he, that he said, and he's quoted as saying this like afterwards, that he thought he was too big for TV oh now that he'd got God. this role. So he turned it down, a sitcom oh dear. about his own life, him starring in it, which could have been good. Mm-hmm. Because What's the, the age difference between the people who play Mario and Luigi? Because oh, quite a lot. Aye, a fair bit. bit. 20 years. Because yeah. I would, like he looked Luigi looked really young, and I, that's yeah. just not what I pictured but, in my head. So. But the, I mean, the story. Yeah, good the, point, actually. Uh, yeah. The uh, story in the game is that like that Mario pretty much raised them, like they're brothers. But Mario is raised them. Adopted though, is that? Aye. The, it's kind of like. Wait, what? Uh, it's kind of. Uh, Aye, Luigi was adopted, isn't it? Because uh, Mario is Mario, Mario. And Luigi's Luigi That's Mario. I, I, I remember that bit and I was like, Mario, I, Mario, and then Luigi Mario, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Uh, so there's a guy called Barry Morrow. He was approached to write the script. He'd previously won an Oscar for writing the script for Rain Man. Right. Uh, he played Mario for a day and then wrote this mythical story that was meant to be like really complex about two like a complex story of two brothers and all this sort of stuff. But uh, apparently, when I think it was Nintendo, when they got a look at it, they said the story was too dark and it was too similar to Rain Man, so they wanted him to change it, and he took the half and fucking left. Mm-hmm. But like there was so many like previous Oscar winners and stuff like attached to this thing. Oh, like yeah. at first, it could have been a totally different film. Mm. Um, the <laughs> the did the guy the people that end up directing it was a couple Annabelle Janko and Rocky Morton, and they got the role because I'm sure it was you that was telling me about this. But they got the role because of their work on Max Headroom. No, no, that's not me in it. I can't remember who was talking about that. Somebody was tell- talking to me recently about Max Headroom. Was it not you? No. I think we did talk about it. Cause Aye. Because uh, I'd never heard of it before. Right. Uh, but they apparently had a lot of work to do with that. So they were like really sought after. And they thought, well, if they did that, then because that was obviously quite high on uh, like special effects. They thought, oh, they'd yeah. be perfect for this. But seemingly, when they came in, they hated the script. And they were all set. This was going to be their version. This was going to be their breakout, like Batman, because this was around about the time of like Batman Returns and yeah. stuff like that. They um, hated the script. I can't imagine why. I know. So <laughs> it was that, but it was them that came up with the idea for this uh, alternate universe. Mm. Like that wasn't there before, and it's it's actually called Dino Hatton. I don't think they mentioned it in the film, but that's what that alternate universe is meant to be called. Dino it's Hatton. Just a street. This but, universe, um, for listening, I'm doing direct speech marks here. <laughs> universe is literally a street. Mm-hmm. See, that's One street. Honestly, in it's Paramount Studios. No, no. It was filmed in an old cement factory. Oh my God. <laughs> it's better. Yep. Because I've, see, the, one of the reasons I like this film is because of the sort of, the feel of. Yeah that alternate universe like I don't know it's just it's that kind of it's almost like kind of like futuristic but cyberpunky but not futuristic it's weird uh-huh. and like every time I've watched it I almost got like sort of vibes of like Blade Runner and stuff like that although much shitter but it sort of felt like Blade Runner mm-hmm. and it does it, see the guy that made the set he was the guy that made the set for Blade Runner oh okay so it's quite interesting see the end as well when Cooper gets kind of like thrown into that kind of 
big uh, tub or something, like a cauldron or some mm-hmm. sort, and he comes out and he's a dinosaur. Aye. They shoot him. Is that Super Nintendo bazookas they've got? Oh, I didn't. I wasn't. Paying it looks it. like it. It probably you think would, it would be. make sense because it would be like a wee tie-in with the. Aye. Do you ever remember these? Just what I'm no. talking about. The one that you used like for duck hunting for stuff. Aye. Well, no, that was. Well, that, before, aye, that was for the NES. The SNES one. The SNES was like you had a game. Is it the scope? Was it called the, the scope. scope? Super Nintendo. Nah, the SNES scope. That's it. Aye. Um, there was like a game that had like five or six games in it. So right, put, and it was like shit. It was like one of those things that is that you click it, and it's like a wee laser, and you would shoot things coming at you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure when they shoot Cooper, they're both shooting him, and it's got shit effects, lasers coming. Oh, out. terrible! But I'm pretty sure it's uh, scope Nintendo. I'll need to, uh, during my next viewing later this week, I'll check that out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me! Uh, aye, so apparently all the actors when they turned up, they were fucking raging because the script had completely changed by the mm-hmm. time they turned up. Like it, cha- apparently, even halfway through filming, like every day, the script was changing multiple times. Fuck like so, they got to the point where they weren't That's even never a good thing. they weren't even rehearsing their lines because they knew yeah. it was going to change, mm-hmm. and. These two uh, directors were hated so much. Like they were, let's say they were a couple. They were hated so much that the guy that played Luigi, he's quote, he said that this is a direct quote from uh, Hoskins. Not all English people are like them. He's a cunt and she's a cow. That's how much they hated them. Wow. Uh, Dennis Hopper. He also said that the duo would make decisions without consulting each other and that their egos were mistaken for talent. Like, one of them would tell somebody to do something, the other would tell them to do something else. The, apparently, the crew, like, because these two were so abusive to the crew, they went and got T-shirts made or with writing, with some of the, the negative stuff that they were getting called. So the crew were like, oh, you're, you're this, you're that. So they got it all printed on T-shirts and wore it on set. Wow. Because they were that angry. About, this is like a good uh, harmonious I, set. About what was going on. Um, then that John Leguizamo, he spoke about how there was a time where it was the the male director, Ricky Morton, he had come out and there was some extras and he looked at one of them and was like, ah, you're too clean. Like Because obviously it's supposed to be like a kind of grimy place and mm. apparently the guy looked too clean. So he poured hot coffee down... The guys like hit it like a, a mask on, sick. but it wasn't sealed at the back, and it all went down and like scolded the guy. Fucking hell! And then apparently he was quoted as saying, "It doesn't matter. He's just an extra," and walked off. Oh, nice. Uh, so that's show business. Aye. So there was re- as I say, there was rewrites every day. Uh, there's also the like the guys at Mario and Luigi. They went on record as saying that during filming that they. Because it was the atmosphere and everything was so bad that they started like heavily drinking on set, and they were doing like they got to the point where they had like bottles of scotch and they were doing shots in between each take, and there was a scene where they were called see see the bit where they're in it's before they go I'm pretty sure it's near the beginning of the film where they had they're in their little shitty van and yeah. they're driving driving fast to get to like a plumbing job yeah well when they were filming that. Seemingly, cause Luigi Mario was apparently all right, but Luigi was smashed, and he gets in the car and just floors it, and it's one of these sort of shitty vans where it's like uh, sliding doors, but the door was open, so Mario Hoskins grabs onto the side of the door 
and when Luigi gets the bit where he's supposed to stop, he slammed on the brakes and the door came flying oh. forward and crushed his hand. Oh, oh and he had to wear a cast. He was wearing a cast for the rest That's of the true. film because, like, and it's just because they were fucking fucked. drunk. But I so they had to paint a cast the same colour as his arm so that it would blend in because they were they were hammered. See, I thought that Bob Hoskins the. I thought the casting was quite good. It was. Until you mentioned about the age there. Mm. And mm-hmm. then that makes me think the casting for Luigi could have been a bit better, probably. Mm. I always thought it was like good. But then when you raise that point, I'm like, aye, Lu- Luigi should be a bit older kinda, and, and more in line with Mario's age is. Mm. Whereas it's quite obvious, looking at them two, that Bob Hoskins is 20 years older oh, than aye, definitely is, aye. John Luiziamo, whatever you call him. Yeah. So I think maybe that could have been better. So... Luigi and Daisy actually started dating in real life, like while this was being filmed. Like so, they were like getting together on screen, but getting together off screen as well. And mm. even though it didn't work out, he says that's the only good thing that came from the film. Yeah. That that and, the mon- that and the money, obviously. Aye. So sorry, she's called Daisy. So is she meant to be Princess Peach. Mm-hmm. Well, she's Princess Daisy. Why is she called Daisy, not Peach? There know. is a Princess Daisy in the. And Mario, though, isn't there? I, get, I always get mixed up because there's Princess Daisy? Peach, but there's also like a Daisy as well in Mario. I don't know, I don't think so. Princess I'm pretty sure Peach. there is. And then where's it? My why Mario, is, my why Mario is Cooper lore. the bad guy? Coopers, Coopers are like just wee tiny bad guys. It was weird that Bowser the wasn't Bowser? in it. Well, that's the thing. See, when he turns into like the dinosaur at the end, is it, uh, I've always thought, is that meant to mean he was Bowser as well? Like, because he's uh, got the like hair spikes that yeah. you think would be like Bowser. I, I really don't get that. It's like, such a weird choice I, not to use the main bad guy from every fucking Mario game. But that's the th- I, that's the thing. It's like, he's weird. he's King Cooper, but then he does turn into. He talks about how he was a T Rex before and stuff like that. So like, I, yeah, I, I don't really get. The I assume like that he's. Yeah. I assume that he's Bowser as well. But fuck is he maybe like I was a. He was a Cooper and then he morphed into Bowser. Is that like, supposed to be what's suggested or something? I don't know. Like, that's weird, If it's suggested, it? they certainly didn't follow up on it. But no. there's a lot of stuff in this film that doesn't make sense, to be fair. Maybe yeah. they were hoping for a sequel. <laughs> well, they, they, they obviously were. were. See the way it ended? Yeah. Like, when she comes back ended. through the door and she's like, there's... Like, gra- you grab your stuff. Like, they were obviously planning a sequel. Grab your tools, Luigi. Of course, yeah, because they're plumbers, aren't they? Uh, or oh, Bob Hoskins. <laughs> English... Stroke Brooklyn accent that he like goes in and out of. It does really bad. (laughs) Uh, Post filming, the directors were apparently locked out in process, and they ended up having to go to like the actors' guild, the directors' guild of America, to even be allowed into the room to watch the film getting edited. (laughs) So they were they were raging as well. They've never made another film since. Apparently, every time they tried to get their uh, agent, let them go, and every time they've tried to get work since, like the guy says, even now, that folk will be like, Oh, wait a minute, were you connected to that Mario film? (sighs) Wow, like that's how much of a a stigma it's got on it. Um, that's bad. Before it came out, Nintendo had obviously came to terms with the fact that it was going to be like a real shitter. But they still thought they were going to make hand over fist money because of the Mario name, just because of the franchise, like I, I. I think certainly Jurassic Park releasing so soon wouldn't have helped mm. like that. I think that yeah. that was a phenomenon when it came out, as it should have been. And I think that coming out like a week after absolutely sunk it. Not that yeah. much of a chance anyway. But they, but had a, they had a choice. They didn't need to. I mean, I, I suppose they didn't know what Jurassic Park was going That's to be. That's the thing. They didn't know if Jurassic Park was going to be good. But you can choose your release window. Aye. And that's mm. strategic, I suppose, isn't it? Here's one for you that's really weird. The big black woman in the film, 
mm. right? That helps them. She like she steals the uh, medallion the thing at first eye, but then she helps them mm. after that. Her name's Big Bertha, right? Mm-hmm. She is meant to be based on, you know, in Mario Three, the enemies that are fish with big eyes. <laughs> oh my god. Are you joking? They're like the, you know the red fish. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. She's meant to be them. Oh my! That's why God. she's wearing red. Oh, I get, I get that reference yeah. now. Yeah, yeah with the her red uh, jacket, her fancy boots. I mean, I was thinking that. Aye. I was watching it and see when she turned up a red jacket. I goes, she looks like a, a fish. Reference to the red <laughs> fish. I got that. I got it. Fuck off! <laughs> Holy Christ! <laughs> no, no thanks. Uh, I and like I say, they never get another gig again, uh, as they probably shouldn't have. Like I say, mm-hmm. I I like the film just because I, I, there's what? something I don't know why. Right? See, when I watch it, it feels nostalgic to me, uh-huh. but I don't know why it should because I hated it when I watched it the first, like when I watched yeah. it the first mm-hmm. time. So it shouldn't. It should have a negative connotation to it, but. <laughs> There's something about it, like as we've said before, I like shit films. Like there's something funny about them, and it is so shit. It's funny. Ah uh, shit! Like it really is. Um, we got a few questions in here. So Alan asks, "Do you think the script could have been adapted into a good film, or should it, would it have had to been torn up altogether?" Oh, it needs to be some because it needs to be more. It just doesn't have anything to do with Mario. Yeah, really. that that was my biggest yeah. issue because I was like, wait, what? What's that supposed to be? Like, it just doesn't yeah. make sense. It nah. doesn't. I don't know. I I honestly don't know. Like, if you follow what Mario is, you're not going to get a good film. But you you either need to you need to make a choice right away. Is it a kids' film or is it an mm. adult film? Oh, and I, the they, choice they... should be that it's a kids' film. Probably, but if they wanted to go the Definitely. adult route, like I wouldn't have been against that. Like I thought there was a few nuggets of good ideas. Like it was obviously terribly implemented, but see, yeah. see the idea that dinosaurs had lived on in an alternate dimension and they had evolved, like mm. we evolved from chimps. Yeah. I think that's a bit of an interesting idea if it was done right. But because what's that surely got to do dinosaurs with Mario? would have evolved. Exactly, that's him. That's well, it should have. It should have to Bowser, but because he somehow wasn't in the film. Yeah. <laughs> the, whole, the whole concept should be what Mario. Every Mario game is. Princess Peach gets kidnapped, yeah. and they've got to go ruin the world and find her. Yeah, that's it. There's just there's just story. It definitely it definitely should have been through that. And see, it's Easy. interesting that the there's a website. I'm sure you are absolutely not going to go anywhere near it, but it's. SMBmovie.com and there's a guy it's Super Mario Brothers Archive uh, and the guy's got it's, it is actually interesting like he's got previous versions of the script where it was like a really dark film mm-hmm. and then there was a version of the script when it was like a total it, it was a Mario story like see exactly what you're saying like aimed at kids there's a yeah. version of the script that was that mm-hmm. but these two clowns that were too busy pouring coffee down folk they didn't want it like that they wanted it darker Mm. Um, so there, there was there was multiple types of scripts and stuff like that and see that website as well see the amount of behind the scenes pictures like on set and stuff like that yeah. like it's really cool you see like that like say you're saying that street you see it from further back like out with camera shot and stuff like that it's pretty cool mm. uh, it's worth taking a look at uh, the other question we got was from Kerry and she says when Toad appeared I thought he would have had a more major role but it didn't pan out do you think that hurt the film? 
No. Toad is a big... In the scheme of things, no. no. <laughs> Toad is a no. big character in, yeah. in Mario, so I suppose he could have been a bit bigger in it. And again, there was a version of the script where the whole thing was it was Mario, Luigi and Toad that were going after the princess. Oh, really? Aye, but he was obviously in one of the million rewrites was... Mm-hmm was basically just there to show off that stupid de-evolution chamber. Because yeah. that's basically his only role, is to get morphed into a Goomba. Nah, those things are quite... That's that's one thing I thought was quite good, was the puppetry. Aye. Of all the stuff. Aye, it's it not bad. Well, it's very well done. So yeah, last question's from Graham. Do you think Nintendo will ever take another crack at Mario on the big stage? Yeah, probably. Well, I think they already are. Like, remember, there's that animated film that's due oh, out like yeah. next year or something. Yeah, there is an animated one on its way. I mean, if he means, do we think they'll take a, a crack at live, live action, action? I do not think they'll do that. No. Aye, they lost a lot, a lot of money. I don't. I don't time. even think if they did, it would get a fair chance because photo be here we fucking go again. Like the stigma of this film will last forever. You still watch it though. Oh god, aye, yeah. I'd be there day one. My wee ticket. I mean, mind you, I think Matt. Do you think Mario's always been just? popular or do you think there's times where it's been more like there's the peak Mario time I think it was peak round about this time 90s aye I do as well so I'm because it, it was the biggest game. thing in gaming yeah whereas it's not now even when I, even when Mario yeah. Odyssey comes out there's still like people have it's moved on to other thing. aye yeah, yeah. Um, I'll leave you with, with this uh, except from an interview Bob Hoskins did with The Guardian he got asked three questions Mm, what's the this, worst yeah. job you've ever done Super Mario Brothers <laughs> what was your biggest disappointment Super Mario Brothers if you could edit your past what would you change I wouldn't do Super Mario Brothers you <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> fucking like did it. not like doing Super Mario Brothers uh, I'd just like to give a shout out before we move on uh, some of this information I got from a YouTube channel Gaming Historian it's the first one of his videos I've watched he did a sort of retrospective on this film it was like half an yeah. hour long even if you hate the film it's really worth looking at it's half an hour you see a lot of behind the scenes stuff and some there was some really interesting stuff where they showed you like the sketches so obviously like they did like proof of concept sketches of what like the alternate universe would look like Mm -hmm. and this kind of stuff I always find it interesting uh, the behind the scenes stuff it was like I think it's called the making of Super Mario Brothers or something like that and the guy seems really good and he does a lot of, of different stuff like this so I'm definitely going to check out more of his stuff and there was also an OSW review uh, where they, they reviewed the film as well and it's half an hour and really funny so check out those okay, we'll leave some links below okay so before we move on what's this week's film to watch what have you chose for us Andy we're going for Taken. Taken. <laughs> oh, we've not done our Scotch pies either. Oh, Jesus oh, shit. Christ. <laughs> oh, shit. Fucking losing it there, we're not. What the fuck is going on? Hey, what the fuck is going on? See, man? to be fair, I'm still reversing the lorry up with all the mince pies to give it to them, all the Scotch pies. No, no. Because I'm what I've got all the pies for this you film. Be- see if I hear really? five out of your mouth. I swear <laughs> to God. I'm right. going for a one. I'm one with Scottish Jess. Pie. I'm with a one. Three. <laughs> Jesus, that's generous. That is generous, yes. Okay. If it was based on Would Watch Again, it would be a five. But I'll go a three. I, I, I'm fully aware it's a fucking awful film, but I like it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, next week we will be watching 
Tekken. So if you would like to join in, watch along with us, and we'll chat about it next week. If you do have any questions or things you would like to ask us about the film, then please do drop us an email at puredeadgaming at gmail.com. The first question probably people have is, was a Tekken film? Because that was exactly our thoughts. 2010. Clearly another blockbuster. This is another one that went under the radar for me too. It's got a higher review than Mario Brothers and Far Cry. So So it's going to be there. Does it? What's the... Uh, what is it? 4.8. A 4.8. So, I mean, a Far Cry was 3.1 and Mario was 4.1, I think. It's definitely higher anyway. I mean, whether... I, I can't imagine it could beat Mario Brothers. What's the highest rated one we've watched so far? Is it the Mortal Kombat one? Oh, aye, probably. It's got to be up there with the highest rated video game films ever, probably. Mortal Kombat? Let's <laughs> check. I think it is. I mean, I, that was... I mean, it only came out a couple of weeks ago, but that's genuinely... High. 6.2 mm, Maybe not then mm. See to be honest It's, it's still probably quite high It's the highest one we've watched Oh aye But it's still not that high really is it A 6.2 is not bad mm. Okay Okay so Let's move on to what we have been playing in the past week Who wants to go first? I'll go first since I've not played much. Uh, I've started trying to complete the Call of Duty Cold War. All right. You going um, for the platinum? No, I'm, I, I'm trying to platinum it because that's my <laughs> favourite thing to do. <laughs> um, I think you would enjoy this because the campaign is surprisingly stealthy. Is it? Yeah, it really is. And it's well done. Stealthy, too. a word. Yeah. Stealthy. stealthy. Coined it. Um, <laughs> I love that. I really enjoy the Call of Duty campaign, so yeah, to hear it's got a lot of stealth in it, I'd be all for that. I think you would like it. That is the, the, I do want the, to play it. All the missions I've played so far, it's, it's not all about running gun. There is obviously running gun sections, and it's, it feels awesome as well. Yeah. Always does. But it's there's a lot of surprisingly quite stealthy bits with silenced weapons and all that kind of stuff, which I love that shit as well. It's great, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So There's few better noises in a video game than oh, the little... I know. When you release a fucking a wee headshot, <laughs> love it. So, are you how far into it are you? Are you? See, I'm a bit, and I can't imagine it's very long. Oh, it'll be less than five hours. So, I, I think I'm about four four hours into it now. Probably near the end then. But I don't. It doesn't feel as if I'm very like far into it though, story wise. Right. Because there's like a like a what they call an evidence board where you choose your missions, but there's also like. What they what they call the optional extra missions. Okay. But they're also related to the story, so they give you more influ- like in depth knowledge into the story you're playing. That's cool. But you can't just play them because if you play them, like one for example is, uh, like you've got all these people you maybe like have to kill, so you have to track them down and find out where they are. So you can try and play the mission right away, or you can play all the main story and find the collectibles in the main games. And those collectibles allow you to have intel for the side missions, which is quite cool. It gives you a reason to to go and look for the collectibles right. rather than just having it as a platinum. Yeah. Um, so it's quite good. I'm quite I'm quite enjoying it actually. I definitely want to play it. Mm, it's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. I'll, see, that's the thing. Like, obviously, we're having the PlayStation and the Xbox. Like, I could play it in either, but. 
it's it's supposed to be one of these ones that implements the dual sense really well. So oh, I think right, I'd rather cool. play it on PlayStation. Yeah. But the PlayStation we bought is the digital one, so I can't just like. Usually I would just because the campaign's only a couple hours and that's mm. all I really play it for. Usually I'd just bump the disc off someone, yeah. play through it, fire it off. But instead, like I'll need to buy it digitally, so I'm waiting for a hard sale so that I can pick it up at a reasonable yeah. price. Um, in fact, what have you been playing, Jess? Just die already. Yes. What did you think? Good. You like it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Good. Seems like you're almost it's like a threat. <laughs> See the way she's looking at me there? Just mm-hmm. die already. It's, it's just a bit of fun. It's kind if anything of, happens to me, by the way. It's pick up and play, lose some limbs. You lose a lot of limbs. <laughs> yeah. Try the various like little challenges in the game. There's no way I'm getting ten basketball basketballs in that hoop in a row. No way. It seems almost impossible. It's just yeah, I mean I've not even got one yet. I did get one, but it took me about 15 attempts. This is linked to a trophy, or well, right. an achievement, because we're yeah, playing it on, on Xbox. But you've got to, there's like a basketball, and you've got to throw it in the hoop 10 times in a row. Mm. Because the physics are so fucking wonky. I mean, that's a good thing. Like, it's that's what brings the humour in the game. But, like, if you stand in the same place and throw it at the same angle 10 times, it will result in 10 different throws. Yeah. Right. I don't know how anybody's done it. Just luck. Ten time, times time in a row, and luck. but ten times in a row you've got to get it in. Mm. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> How much time are you going to spend on that one? Yeah, the feed as is much more time than, as needed. <laughs> more, more than I'm willing to admit. <laughs> but you know, it'd be funny. See, I've always thought, right? That's a, that's a weird thing, but like at the end of your life, right? Mm-hmm. How cool would it be? If you are presented with a like at the end of a video game where they give you a statistic screen of how many times you died, how many times you saved, if you had that for your life and it's like tailored to you, so for me it would be like, how much time did you spend playing guitar? Bang, there's the amount of days or years for you. How much did you spend fucking platinum platinum games and it'd be like years? (laughs) A lot of time. Oops, (laughs) spent quite a lot of time. How much time did you spend with your kids? A couple of weeks. How much time did you spend platinum games? Years. And I'm just there on my deathbed going, it was well worth it. I didn't spend enough time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm the the same. I've been playing just I already as well. just enjoying it it's just it's just daft fun like it's something it's one of those good games that you can just shove on for five ten minutes and just have a laugh like i really like obviously i cover this in the review as well but like i really like the bucket list idea mm-hmm. i thought that was like a really cool way of just having loads of daft objectives to cover and um one thing i mean this isn't necessarily me playing it but one thing i found interesting was we ended up getting codes for it for both xbox and Nintendo Switch, but they do crossplay, mm-hmm. so it's and the game's co-op. So Nathan and Aaron were both playing it. One was on the Xbox, one was on the the Switch, and they were just running about. But because yeah. it's like a sandbox and a funny sandbox, you can basically make up your own games. So they were playing hide and seek. <laughs> the two of them were running around the map playing hide and seek, mm-hmm. and obviously every two minutes they would get caught in a bear trap or something ridiculous and end up losing a mm-hmm. limb and then having to respawn in a dumpster and. It's just really fun. It it's is like it's, cool. it's it's daft humour, but it's it's a good laugh, and it's only like a tenner or something like that, so it's it's pretty well well priced. 
other than that, I played last week's pick of the week, which was Knockout City, the um, dodgeball. dodgeball game. It's fun. It's the the problem is that people are pretty goddamn good at it already. Sorry, like so annoying. <laughs> like I went in the day after launch and I played maybe four or five games. Every single game I played, the team it's three v three. The team I was playing against were an actual team. Like they all had screen names that matched each other. Mm-hmm. Like and it was different teams each time. I'm like, ah, how have you had the fucking ability to coordinate this so quickly? <laughs> so, like, I was obviously, I don't put my mic on because I can't be arsed with dealing with strangers, but they didn't have their mic on either. <laughs> so it was like, it was us three strangers, no semblance of a plan against these this coordinated attack. Um, <laughs> but it, it does seem really cool. Like, there's a lot of nice like mechanics for dodging, and like if you time it right, when but if you if someone throws the ball at you, if you're facing it, if you time it right, you can catch it in midair. Like, it's cool. It's it's a really cool idea. Um, what platforms I, is this on? It's on Xbox, PlayStation. I don't think it's on Switch, and I'm pretty sure it's on PC. Um. Mm. And it's as I say, it's it's a small barrier to entry because it's on that EA Play, which is like three quid a month. That one where you get like the whole right. you get access to the entire EA library. Yeah. So it's every game, every EA game that's been out for more than six months uh, on the system, apart from uh, this one, which is on day one. So you get it as part of that, mm. or you can buy it for like seventeen quid or something like that. But you may as well. Like I don't think it's a game that's going to have legs for years. So I think you'd be better if you want to try it out. You'd be better just get the EA play for a month or two because I, yeah. I don't think you'd be playing it much longer than that like I, I enjoy it I think it's really good but there's so many of these games just now that there's not enough room for them all to find an audience I so, feel as if the audience like the games that are out are the ones that people are going to play there's, like you said there's no much room for anything else nah. people, people have got the Call of Duty games Fortnite mm-hmm. what, what else I mean there's World of Warcraft yeah. And they've got very set audiences and that's it really. And they're not gonna stray very far from those. I don't think so. Yeah. Like it's I, I, I get the, I get the impression that like I don't know, like people are so invested in Fortnite these days, they've spent hundreds of pounds on skins for their character and stuff like that. And I th- I yeah. think I get the impression that somebody coming from Fortnite trying it out will play it for a day, think it's cool, and then be like, But I'm I'm invested over here. Nah, I'm invested. Aye. Yeah. Like obviously a totally different type of game, but it is the same kind of like colourful graphics, yeah. like unlocking skins. Like to be fair, I don't think this is microtransaction heavy. I never saw anything about microtransactions. It's all leveling up and unlocking new outfits for your character and stuff like that. But it's cool. Like it, it is cool. I'd recommend checking it out. Other than that, the only other thing I've played is a little bit of Pez, but we'll not bother with that because I'm going to be streaming that as I said later tonight. Uh, I do have Biomutant downloaded, but we haven't had a chance to, to stick it on yet. Only released today. But there'll be more talk on that later. Cool. Has there also been a shitty, shitty platinum? Shitty, 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 shitty platinum. Doom, doom, doom. There's always a shitty platinum. There is always a shitty platinum. Always a shitty platinum. Everybody's got a shitty platinum. Uh, This is another one of these ones where it's not a shitty game, it's just a shitty platinum. 
Uh, it's called Telling Lies. We actually spoke Telling about lies, it. Telling lies, telling That's exactly lies. what I thought. Every single time <laughs> I hear the game's name, I hear that song. Uh, it's a game we spoke about, I think, in the first, like, first couple of episodes of the podcast. Yeah, because we played it at the, we played it at the beginning of the year. Do you not remember the game? Tell me about it. <laughs> it's the one where you're watching videos. Oh, oh yeah, that was good. Uh-huh. Really good. It's really good. Uh, is that watching a shitty videos. Well, you can platinum it in less than an hour. Oh, and if you, you use if you use a doing. guide, you can just ping through it, and it's okay. cheap. Yeah. So yes, it is, but it's not a shitty game. That's what, what I mean. It's a really good game. Explain the game. So it starts off. You basically the whole thing's FMV, so it's all like recorded. What does that stand for exactly? Full motion video. Right. But it's proper, like actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. Like one of the girls that's in it is in. Uh, Neighbours. No, Westworld. Westworld. Westworld, really? Aye. Remember the girl that plays the sort of prostitute in it? She's in Westworld. What? No, her. Which one? The one that plays the Marlon Manson. Oh, yeah, no, you're right enough. Aye. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. The one that plays the and prostitute also, in Westworld. Oh, Tandy Newton? Ah, no. She's the, like her pal. She's got like really big eyes. Oh, I know who you mean. Yeah. I remember her I name. don't remember her name, but I know exactly who you mean. She's a really distinctive looking person. Yes. Can't yeah. remember her name. But yeah, so she's in it. It's her name's it, Angela Saraf- Sarafin. That's the one. Yes. So it's just, you start off at this computer and you've got a desktop. You have a vague idea that you must be like some sort of investigator. Mm-hmm. And you have a search function on a computer. And all you can do is search for keywords. And as you're searching for keywords, videos come up and you watch these videos, which starts to paint a picture of the story. And you're, the, the, the idea is to get as much of the story before the time runs out. Now, the time only moves when you watch certain videos. Really? But so you'll watch a video and it's all, everything's shot as if it's like a FaceTime conversation. Mm-hmm. And when you watch a video, you're watching one half of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So then you have to try and search to find the other half of that conversation. Like, you're like who is that person talking to? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can search about it for like keywords. And like if you search for a word, if that word's mentioned in the video, then that will come up. And so you are just searching for all these different videos to try and unveil the story and unveil what's going on in this world. Um, now, the reason it's a shitty platinum is because, obviously, if you use a guide, it will tell you the words to type in so that right. you can just ping through it fast. Mm-hmm. But as an actual... Oh, don't, co- don't do that, folks. But no, it's good. It's really it's good. It's worth investing the time. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. really good. Really good. It's not the first film... That, uh, for film. It's not the first game that the they made either because they did Her Story which mm-hmm. we've still to play mm-hmm. uh, we're going to go back and play that because, Her we, story. because we enjoyed Her it turns. so much <laughs> but it's, it's developed by a guy called Sam Barlow who obviously is a, a director because he, he shot obviously. it and uh, the publishers Annapurna Interactive who tend to be the ones to put out these bizarre no games <laughs> no, 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 no this is way beyond their fucking palette Ratalika are involved in every game ever, are they not? <laughs> Just about. They're, in, they're available for a lot. But uh, so it's fifteen ninety nine. It's on PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, PC, Mac, and it's even on iOS for six ninety nine. So you can play it on your phone you should go. you want to. But it's it's a really good game, and I highly recommend checking it out. Cool. And it's a shitty platinum. 
Okay, so next up is our not-so-casual game club game for May. This obviously is the last week of May, and so it is our final opinions on Resident Evil Village. I should note this is actually my final opinions rather than the collective. I'm recording this later on by myself uh, so that we can avoid spoilers. Both Andy and Jess have yet to play the game, so me discussing uh, some spoilerific stuff wouldn't necessarily float their boat. I actually just completed the game about 10 minutes ago. It says it took me just over nine hours. That was on standard difficulty. And I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. It's. I don't think it's a perfect game by any means. I've seen some people sort of going out on a limb with like a 10 out of 10, 9.5 out of 10. I think it's maybe maybe a 9, 8.5 to a 9 if you were doing a 10-point scale. It had a lot of really cool stuff. Like, obviously, in terms of Resident Evil games, it's closely aligned with RE7, which was a sort of return to form for the franchise. I preferred it to Resident Evil 7 which I don't think it's necessarily a... I don't think it's a a bold statement. I think a lot of people did. But at the same point, I think obviously a lot of people preferred 7. I... I don't know. I just... It fell, obviously with the 60 FPS, maybe that's a lot of it. I do think that makes... The frames per second do make a lot of difference. I played on PlayStation 5... So I think the performance, it just, it felt so polished, the game. It really did. I loved the first section of it. Like, say, I would say split the game into four sections in terms of the sort of main bosses. And I loved the Lady Dimitrescu section in the mansion. To me, that was the absolute peak of the game. I just... I wish the whole thing was that, to be quite honest. Because once we got out of there, the second sort of section with the weird baby thing in the house was creepy and kind of cool. I liked the fact that there was no way to defend yourself like I, I do quite like in survival horror games like sort of a bit of an outlast feel to it where you you weren't able to fight back and I, I did like that that was that was cool but when we moved on to the I can't I'm trying to I'm absolutely blanking on the bosses but the third boss not a massive fan of that the big thing in the water just to me in every I, I like the Resident Evil franchise but to me in every single one of the games they jump the shark at a certain point usually in the boss fights um, and it certainly did that for me in the Heisenberg boss like all of a sudden it turns into a mech game no time for that whatsoever did not enjoy that bit at all 
And then even down to the last boss fight against uh, Mother Miranda, I just... The Resident Evil controls, especially in first person, or, well, third person as well, they're not built for these boss fights. Like, you literally turn like a tank and you've, you're in a confined space with enemies dropping out the sky at you. It's it's just not... It's just not on. Like, it's, I, I don't know, I just... Like I say, I, I loved the game overall, but there was moments like that completely frustrated me. Really, really frustrated me. And it brought it, it brought my enjoyment down. Like, I did end up completing it on standard difficulty, but there was certain times tonight, because I knew I had to record this section, that I was like, I might just drop it to casual to get it done and go back and do it after. But I persevered and and I managed to get through it. The graphics are something that I'd like to point out. They were absolutely superb. Uh, it's one of these games where you sort of stop and just look at the brickwork and stuff like that because it just the light and everything about it, it looked really next-gen. We'd heard before release that the development team had sort of made it for next-gen consoles and then scaled it back to work on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and... I can certainly believe that looking at it. It looks brilliant. Also, I can only speak to the PlayStation 5 version, and apparently it does have the better load times, but, I mean, they were basically non-existent. Like, you, I think it's like one point something seconds from when you hit continue to loading up. Like, just seamless stuff. Really cool. One of the best things about next gen. Obviously, we've had a lot of good Resident Evil games in recent years, ever since the abomination that was RE6. I loved RE2 Remake. I loved RE3 Remake. Not as much as 2, but I, I thought it was really good. I didn't think it got... I don't think it got what it deserved, I will say. I don't think Village is as good as the RE2 Remake. Now, that just might be me being a little bit biased because I do prefer the third person. But, yeah, I, I just... It wasn't quite on that level for me. I thought Resident Evil 2 Remake really, really is a special game. And, yeah, while it didn't reach those heights, it, it's up high for me. I think if I was to score them... Oh, I need to think about this now. Um... I think RE2 Remake is my favourite Resident Evil game. And then I'd probably say Resident Evil 1 after that. Then maybe Village. Then Resident Evil 3. And then 4. Although I'd have to put Code Veronica in there someplace as well, because that was a belter. Although it doesn't stand, stand up, obviously. And it seems like that's going to get overlooked for a remake, which is rather frustrating I think I'll go for the platinum I was debating when I first started the game I thought it'd be a one and done that's what I did with RE7 I enjoyed RE7 but when I finished it I had no inclination to go back and get the rest of the trophies for it and it's something I would normally do but I just I could not be less bothered but I think I will with Village I quite fancy. I quite fancy playing through it on PlayStation Four as well, just to see how it runs. This is obviously all time dependent, but I, I would like to do that. 
I really would. I really would like to do it, and I would like to get the platinum. The the reason I have a little bit of hesitance is because, like I say, the Heisenberg and the Mother, Mother Miranda boss fights I just thought were atrocious. Like I I did not enjoy any part of them, but obviously in subsequent subsequent playthroughs you can unlock unlimited ammo, and that would make a huge difference to me because that was part of the problem. Uh, so if we move on to some listener questions, we have Alan who says, "What was your favourite boss fight?" actually a bit of a tough question because I I generally do not like the boss fights in Resident Evil I think most people would disagree with me but I think they're shoehorned in, I just don't think they fit the gameplay but I think it's as if they feel like it has to be there and it's annoying um, I'll go with the second one just because it was no, not really any combat related so yeah, I'll say the second one. Even like as much as I like the Lady Dimitrescu section, I thought that boss fight was garbage as well. Uh, so yeah, I'll go with the second one, although not high praise, I would say. And we have Nikki who asks, a recent making of video revealed that the plan was to have a mu- was to have much more enemies in the game. Do you think they made the right decision to reduce the number of enemies? I do definitely do if anything i wish they'd reduced it further there was sections where it just felt like you were it was just an onslaught of enemies and while in some ways it was quite cool and just felt like like it was a cool sense of being overwhelmed i still think at times it was a little bit too much and like i say when i do these subsequent playthroughs for the platinum it's not going to feel like that because if i've got enough ammo then it's fine but like there was times when I just didn't have what I needed for the task at hand and I felt like I was constantly trying to run and in first person it's difficult to do because you just don't know where people are so I found that an issue but I think as I said in in future playthroughs that won't be an issue but it was for me at the time so I'm, I'm certainly glad they reduced it I think if there was more than what there is just now it would have been a real detriment to the game and it would have started to head towards a much more action focused product like with RE6 and that's not what they should be looking to accomplish and the last question I have down here is from Gordon and he says the game was split into four unique sections. Which was your favourite? I thought it was all downhill after Lady Dimitrescu. Well, I've sort of discussed that already. I completely agree with you, Gordon. I thought that was by far the best section. I think just aesthetically as well, like the mansion just looked incredible. Like the lighting. I remember going through the room that had like a fireplace and I don't know, there was just there was lots of sort of gold and um like ornaments in the room and the the way the light reflected off them. Uh the kitchen was was so creepy. Like I, I loved that mansion. I thought it was really cool. It gave me vibes of the first game which uh, obviously is nothing but positive. And I don't think that any of the other sections lived up to that at all uh, in terms of the aesthetic, in terms of 
just everything really. I mean, you could certainly level at the castle section that Lady Dimitrescu following you about is very much like Mister X and very much like Nemesis, and it was, it was, it was. Oh, here it is again. Some big monster is following me and can appear at any time. Certainly, Resident Evil's done that before. Nothing new. Just this time, it happened to be a very large-breasted woman. But it was still cool. It was really well handled, and I thought, like I said, that that was the best section. So, overall, I'm not going to be reviewing this on the website. This is solely just for the podcast. Like I say, if based on our website, we give one to five stars, whole stars, so it's one, two, three, four, or five, five obviously being the best. If I were reviewing Resident Evil, I would give it four out of five stars, which is great based on our based on our ratings. I thought it was a great game. I really, really enjoyed it. I I think it might crack my top ten for the end of the year. Obviously I've got a long way to go, a lot of great games to come. But it, it would be in my top 10 at the moment, so we'll see what comes out and what can sort of dethrone it throughout the year. But definitely a game worth picking up. And like the rest of the Resident Evil games, there's a lot of replay value there, um, especially if you are a completionist and you like to get all the trophies or achievements. I mean, there's multiple playthroughs required. You have to do it with just a knife. You have to do it and under a certain time. You have to do it in every difficulty. Like There's loads and loads of collectibles, like everything. There's just loads and loads of stuff, loads of guns to unlock. Like, they give you so many reasons to come back. And that's a big point in its favour as well. So lastly, just before I take us back to regularly scheduled programming, next month we will be covering the game Biomutant. That is going to be our game club game for June. It is getting quite the divisive response in terms of reviews, ranging from a 4 up to an 8.5. Obviously, you're going to have difference of opinion, but this one seems to be varying a lot more than the average game. So I think it's going to be a really good game to cover. I know a lot of people are picking it up, and I think it'll be an interesting conversation. I think loads of different people are going to take different positives and negatives from the game, and that can only be a good thing. So I think we could get a good discussion going with that throughout the month. So that was me. That's all I have to say really on the Game Club game for this month and take it away. Time for some news. News. So first up, Time Splitters is coming back. Deep Silver announced last week that the Free Radical Design is reforming to handle the project. The team will be led by Steve Ellis and David Doak, who are veterans of the Time Splitters franchise. The announcement is quick to note that development hasn't yet begun, and so mm. don't expect to see this one for a while. Yeah, Fana, Time Splitters? Yeah, it was a good game. I remember it being enjoyable. That's for sure. I I don't ever think I really got into it that much. I have, I have, I seem to have like, I don't, I can picture it in my head. I can picture it in my yeah. head as well. And I remember playing mm. it, but I don't think I played it that, I wasn't really that into like shooters at the time. Mm. 
Um, so I don't think I, I do I, like it. It's the one that spawned from Unreal Tournament, isn't it? I can't remember. I that think so long ago. Now. I know. Is this not like PS Two? Oh, aye. aye. I, but I think it was like Unreal Tournament, and this came from that. Obviously, I mean, folk are excited about it. Like it's it's yeah. a it's an old dormant franchise coming back and one that's beloved. So and the same team as well, which is pretty awesome. It's not as if it's just aye. been picked up with the name and that's it. No, it's cool how they've went back and got like some of the creative minds from the yeah. past. Like that makes you think that it's it's got a fighting chance. Yeah. But it's obviously going to be years out. I mean, if they've not started I development, know. yeah, yeah. Totally. Like put this to the back of your mind. Twenty twenty four or something like that. Okay, next up, new reports have surfaced indicating that Ubisoft open world game Watchdog started out as a new game in the Driver franchise. Quote: The game that was released as Watchdog started life in as a sequel in the Driver franchise, but was always largely what you see in the final product. The source told VG247 it was always modern day. It had on foot parkour, combat, as well as driving, all set in a large open world city. And the main hook was always modern technology and hacking. After a while, trying to make this concept fit into the Driver franchise, the decision was made to turn it into its own new IP. I've never heard any of this. Yeah, it's it's only come out in the last couple of days. Oh, like, there was some developer at Ubisoft did an interview and he just randomly came out with that. I remember when Driver first came out how awesome it was. Um, but I also remember how hard it was as well because the, the, I don't know if it was the very first game but you had like a tutorial and you had to pass this. It was like a driving test almost. <laughs> it was in a g- parking garage like underneath like a underground parking garage. Right. And you had to do like, right, now you have to do a a 180 skid turn or now you have to do a skid in between these two cars all that kind of stuff and I remember I, I, I just couldn't do some of the stuff and I just couldn't advance in the game that was me I don't remember Done. that <laughs> I got totally stuck and I was like I really want to play this fucking game <laughs> but I kind of get past it because it was like it was so like you had like if you had to do a 180 if you were just a wee bit off like you didn't like turn right around mm-hmm. it would go and oh, no, you failed it so you had to get it like spot on, I remember. And it was just so fucking hard. And we were spending hours on it and just going, I can't be fucked with this anymore. I just, <laughs> I just gave up. Yeah. I just, I mean, I think it was a good idea to change the franchise and make it yeah. a new game because I, mean, I think the last driver was at Driver San Francisco or something like that. And yeah. it was not well received. Well, you had the wee get, you could come out the car because you couldn't come out the car in the first one or two, I don't think. Aye. And then they made the decision to say, well, we can get the guy out the car now. And it was like, but you're doing it really half-assed. Aye, did he, was he not out the car, but he was walking about like he was fucking yeah. controlled like a puppet in a yeah, string or something really like bad, that? really bad. Really bad. And there was nothing to do outside the car. So just keep him in the car. It's a, it's a driving game. The physics for the driving were amazing. Mm-hmm. So just, you've, you've already got your concept and you've, you've made it good. The yeah. gameplay is good. I don't know why they needed to do that because it totally ruined it. Definitely a good idea to change change the franchise. And like, I, I know most people didn't like the third Watch Dogs, but I didn't like the first one. But then I liked Watch Dogs two and three. Right. Like, I think it's a good franchise. I don't think we're going to see another one. But uh, I've, I don't I'm, like. I've I've progressively got. I think they've got worse. I just don't. I something about it just doesn't click for me. Too, there's too much going on. I think mm. a lot of people certainly thought the same and I the third one there was a lot going on but yeah. this did sort of remind me do you remember Sleeping Dogs we've obviously spoke about it a few times yeah. in this podcast but that started out as a sequel to the True Crime games oh yeah I remember them 
Streets of LA and Streets of LA and I think it's just New York well the third one was supposed to be true crime Hong Kong but then it got changed to Sleeping Dogs so it's always interesting to see how these things like evolve how they evolve yeah definitely Mm -hmm. Okay, so Sony typically announces the next PS Plus lineup on the last Wednesday of each month with the new games going live the following Tuesday. So we don't yet have confirmation of what those games are. However, Spanish website who leaked last month's PS Plus offerings as well as the new DualSense controller colours has spilled the beans and said that Operation Tango... Star Wars, Squadrons, and a new version of the Virtua Fighter 5 named Ultimate Showdown are expected. What do we think? Seems legit. It does seem legit. Uh, that uh, Virtua Fighter 5, the, the sort of, Virtua Fighter 5 came out in like 2009 or 10 or something like that, but this is like a new version of it that's been sort of remade. And uh, it was announced today to actually be happening because and it, they said it's coming out on June the 1st and June the 1st is the day that the PlayStation Plus games usually drop it's the first Tuesday of the month so that makes total sense so I think that's definitely right and it's exclusive to PlayStation so if that's right then the other two are probably right and this place this website got the got them right last month as well they're probably going to be announced tomorrow so by the time this podcast comes out, this is probably yeah, like, this whole discussion is probably <laughs> going to be fucking mute, null and void. Hmm. It'll either have happened and it'll be right, or we'll they'll be like, "Shut up, yeah, dude, it was wrong." <laughs> okay, so we'll just move on then, ah. shall we? Yeah, okay. Um, our next item comes via Push Square, who late last week said it was rumored that Square Enix has another major. PlayStation 5 exclusive in the works from the Final Fantasy franchise. That's about as far as the claim went, but now Imram Khan of Fanbyte has shared further details on the project. This spin-off title is said to be called Final Fantasy Origin and is believed to be in development in collaboration with... Oh, here we go. Neo Studio Team? Neo. Neo. Neo Studio Team Ninja. The article also corroborates rumours that the game will play like Dark Souls and is set somewhere in the same world as the very first Final Fantasy title on the NES. An announcement is currently scheduled for E3 2021. I think, see, that this is one of these things that, it's that's a big story. Like, new Final Fantasy game announced, that's big. And, like, the fact that it's going to be like a kind of Souls-type game that's big like see for those communities mm-hmm. like they're going to be going daft about that but do any of us give a fuck no. not really I couldn't muster a fuck like no. <laughs> I've never played a dark so- like a souls type game me neither the- it doesn't interest I me I think I'm good enough to play them I don't think I am either I played a little bit of Sekiro like 10 minutes of it and the yeah. fucking second guy was kicking my ass and despite enjoying Final Fantasy 7 Remake any other Final Fantasy I've never cared for at all so I don't know like I I wanted to include it it's big news there's probably people screaming at their phones just now like this is the fucking number one news story of the week and it probably is (laughs) but personally I I couldn't care it's a big get for PlayStation if that's exclusive like that's that's as big as that's as big as an exclusive as it could get Mm -hmm. 
Okay, super Bomberman R online launches the day this podcast releases and better yet, it's free. This version's highlight feature is the Battle 64 mode, which takes the form of an online battle royale in which up to 64 players are spread across 16 starting battlefields, with the winner being the last person standing. The icing on the cake is that the game is cross-play between Xbox, PlayStation, Switch and Steam. I like this trend of cross-play stuff. Like, I yeah, think it's, it's cool. cool. Yeah, it's cool. It helps the player base. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Like, before... If, like how many people are going to pick that up on I don't know Switch like do you know what I mean like so then yeah, uh, then it at least helps it, a game thrive a bit more yeah you can, you'll be able to find a game easier and stuff like that yeah. so it's good from that point of view I don't know if I've ever properly played Super Bomberman uh, I can't think how the rules what the rules of it are like how it works like I know you're planting but I, honestly no, I, I don't either. know that I've ever played it it's, it's supposed to be good like, this came out on Stadia like about a year and a half ago and it's it got like a I think it's got like an 80 on Metacritic or something like that it's meant to be good like there was I saw a review that said this is the main reason to have Stadia which mm. is not exactly high praise but um, but it's meant to be really good and it's free so I think I'll check it out just because I don't know I feel like that's like you know how you've got like your gaming blind spots yeah like, I think Bomberman's one for me, because I just, I don't think I ever played it. Well, we can play it together, crossplay, Craig. We could. <laughs> With 64 other individuals. There you go. Boom. Boom, indeed. Boom. Yeah. That's, that's exactly that. the noise he'll make when he blows up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. So, it appears that Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, the official video game... That's what it's called. No, no, right. It's called Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, the official video game. That's the full name of the game. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's a mouthful. <laughs> it appears that Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, the official video game, may finally have a EU and US release date. A page for the game appeared on the regularly spoiler oh on the regularly spoilerific Xbox Store with a June twenty second date. The, did I say that wrong? No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Words are hard. Cut. <laughs> Cut. Should we start the podcast from the beginning? Okay. Right, so we've covered Mario this and, week. Just leave all Mario was fine. really good. A page for the game appeared on the regularly spoilerific Xbox store with a June 22nd date. The last Olympic game, Olympics game was London 2020. No, twi- <laughs> Oh, we're going to get there. This <laughs> is Olympic gonna... Games is going to start before we get to this. <laughs> this is going to be, this is going to be good for the outtakes. <laughs> the last, okay. <laughs> the last Olympics Games was London 2012, and a full nine years ago. Oof. Full nine years ago. It's just about the time when you started that paragraph. <laughs> 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 yeah, with a few technical issues there. Um, see this fucking game? I don't know what's going on with it, right? What are we? What are we at now? The end of May twenty twenty one. I was sent a review code for this game in July twenty nineteen. Really? Yes. Okay. What? Yep. 
it was released on the Hong Kong store and the Japanese store, but the Hong Kong store is obviously in English, and they sent me a review code for the game. It's been out nearly two years, but because, what? I think because the Olympics were delayed or whatever, I don't know, they just delayed the game and it's right. never came out. That's weird. I re- you can If you go to puredeadgaming.com and type it in in the search, there's a re- I reviewed it in August 2019. That's so weird. Yep. I actually, like now that it's coming close to release, I might, I, I, I'm sure I've got a stream of it on our YouTube account. I might do another one though, just since it's Is coming it up to good? launch. I gave it a 7 out of 10 because I, like, I like these type of games. See the uh, old Olympics games yeah, when it's, yeah. it's total button mashing piss. Oh, but it's ma- like, mind the snares, it was A, B, A, B. But that's what it's like. That's what it's like. Every game mechanic was the same. Like We used to always sit and get drunk and try and beat each other's world records and stuff. There was something really fun about it. It was fun. Like the swimming and you just feel like A, B, 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 the swimming is the best one. I, I need to go back and read my review, but I'm pretty sure. See the swimming. I think you use the analog sticks, and so to do a you, you push it forward yeah. and then go out at an angle, and you have to do that like, oh. like one by one to oh, do you your swim? arms. That's yeah, cool. and I, I remember thinking it was really good. The sprinting and like the hurdles and stuff like that are all eight, like fucking X circle X circle X circle like yeah. stuff like that. Um, they're all quite good, but they 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 like they shoved in some real pish, like some real fucking pish. Like see tonight, see later on. Look up, go to our YouTube channel and type right. in Olympics, right? Because I did a video and I showed some of the good ones and some of the bad ones. And you hear me talking over it. The football's in it. It well, couldn't. A football game it in could this. not be any worse. Wow. <laughs> Like football game, that's crazy. The whole thing, it's not realistic graphics. Yeah. They look like sprites. They're like, I don't know, it's like cartoony type graphics. Okay. Um, it looks nice. It doesn't look bad, but it's just there's certain events that work well. Like yeah. I think there's like, I think maybe the javelin or the discus, one of them's pretty good as well. Like pr- pretty cool, but then like the football's dreadful. Yeah. There's, oh, I think there's rugby in it now. Like there was when it first released. It's quite an ask to have like yes. in a game. Honestly, see things. the football. It it couldn't be worse. Yeah. It's so bad. I don't even think there's fouls in it, right? <laughs> uh, I think they do <laughs> kick-ins. It's really really poor. But when it first released, there was like maybe twelve events, and then throughout the coming months, they released about six other events, including judo, rugby, and a couple other things. Now mm. I never went back and tried those, but mm. they were coming as free DLC. So if I installed it now, they'll be there. Right. But yes, yeah, it was very hit and miss. Like I gave it a seven because I love stuff like the swimming and the high jump and the long jump and all that sort the of stuff. Proper Olympic games. Aye, yeah. but the. They obviously thought if we shove football in, it'll do more business. The football's yeah. atrocious. Hmm. It'll obviously be kind of interesting to see where the Olympic Games actually still do go ahead. It's still kind know. of in jeopardy at the yeah. moment. Um, I would give it a 5% chance of going ahead. Yeah. Do you think they'll edit the fans out in the game to make it a bit more realistic if there's nobody there? <laughs> no, I don't think they're touching this game again. I think no. they've. I think they've bailed. Wow. It's fun, like I say, but I, I think they've You think they would just bailed. release it when it's completed mm. just to try and make some money it's by. bizarre I don't know why it's not Weird. come out over here I, mm. I honestly don't know why 
It's really strange because, like, I'd reached out for a code and then they were like, uh, well, it's actually only out in the Hong Kong store just now. You wouldn't happen to have an account for there. And I was like, as it so happens, <laughs> yes, I do. So they sent us a code for that. And at the time, I think they were expecting it to come out in the UK and US like a month later, and mm. it just never oh, came. Mm. Like, when I saw that news report, I was like, that can't be the same game. And I looked into it, it's the that, same fucking game. That was obviously, like, pre-pandemic as well. So, they, mm-hmm. you know, they still had a good eight months that they could have released it before the pandemic even hit. So. Well, I think at first they released... I don't know why they released it so early uh, in Hong Kong and Japan. Obviously, the Olympics is meant to be scheduled in Japan. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think they held off over here because the plan was they would release it once everyone started getting like into Hype. get I hyped for the Olympics. Mm. But obviously by that time it was postponed. Mm. And like what you're saying about will it go ahead? Like the Japanese are really against vaccines. Mm. Like they are oh, only like four percent of the population yeah. have got vaccines. So like far. they they've really? all been getting letters through and they're absolutely refusing to get it. And they're currently on a like month long lockdown basically. Aye. So. But they're they're flat out refusing to get the vaccine. And the public has asked for the Olympics to be cancelled, mm-hmm. but the government just haven't done it yet, but they will. I don't think it will go ahead. There's so much money involved in it. Mm-hmm. So much money that that brings to a city. Yep. Or a, or the city in the country. But, I mean, like I'm pretty sure like the Olympic, I don't know, whoever's in charge of it, they're not going to send people in unless... Mm-hmm these folks start getting vaccinated and yeah. you can't vaccinate them. Sorry, risk people and, going there nah. and getting... Unless they just take them all again. in in bubbles, they could they could take them in and say, right, because you just have to stay within this hotel and then just go straight from this hotel nah. to your... They the could maybe do it These are just doing it somewhere that's believes in vaccines and that's what they'll probably end up doing if they even do it at all if it doesn't happen this year though this like they were able to delay it for a year but if it doesn't happen this year it's just not happening Mm -hmm. because next year's the winter olympics Mm -hmm. so they can't it either has to be done this year or it's done yeah okay so cky drummer jess mcgenna was on Behind Closed Doors podcast recently and casually dropped the news that he thinks the band's music will appear in the next Tony Hawk game. It's possible he spoke out of turn, but given the success of last year's release, it would certainly make sense. Yeah, I I think we always thought they were, after that game came out last year and done well, they were going to make a new one. Mm -hmm. The only strange thing is that it was made by a team called Vicarious Visions and about three months ago or something like that, that team was disbanded, basically, and they now are part of Blizzard, hmm. uh, Activision Blizzard. They're like a support team for them, so they're not making their own games anymore. So if this game is in development, fuck knows who's making it, because it's not the team that made the last game. Hmm. Okay. I lost interest in Tony Hawk a while ago. I enjoyed the remakes. They're just it's It shows you how much worse you get at games, because yeah. when they originally came out, I got pretty good scores. I was alright at them. And then see when the remakes come out, I'm like, ah, this, oh, I don't have the reflexes for this. <laughs> this is hard. And when you went back and checked, they actually made it easier. They did make some concessions to make it easier. But I was still not very good at it. Okay, next up, Reset Eater user Dex3108 has noticed that the DualSense features are working while playing Metro Exodus Enhanced Edition on PC. This is the first instance of the adaptive triggers being functional on PC, albeit via a wired connection. Hopefully we'll see more of this in the future. That's cool. Alright, What, you can use the DualSense controller to play PC games? 
Yeah, I mean, well, you, you can, can do that anyway. Uh, you, you can you can sort of do that anyway. Yeah. Like I play Pez on PC using the DualSense. Oh. Uh, you can just install. Like you can just uh, connect it via Bluetooth, right. and it, it works. But it doesn't have the features. Like so, it just works like a normal controller. Mm. Um, and it, but it works fine. Uh, but this is the first instance that anyone's seen where the actual like the like haptic feedback yeah. and all that's working. Oh, right. So cool. I don't know if that's something Sony's done or if. It must be something to do with Sony, I'd imagine. With the uh, DualSense controller on PC, it only works through games on Steam uh, for some reason. So it's Steam that sort of configs it to work. Mm -hmm. And if it's not a Steam game, then you have to use an Xbox controller. How much money do you have to spend on a a PC to be able to play the top-notch games that look good graphics and that? If you're wanting the settings on ultra or yeah. something like that, then probably about eight hundred pound or something like that. But if you're yeah. just if you're wanting to play them on like normal settings, like yeah. you could build a PC that runs games ha- ha- at a higher level than the PlayStation Four for right. like four hundred quid, four fifty right. maybe. That's alright. It's not too bad. And last up, one for the kids. Outright Games, publisher of surprisingly entertaining Paw Patrol games, has announced my friend Peppa Pig and slapped on an October 22nd release date for it on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch and PC. I'll be all over this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be all over it as well because Erin will be mad on it. Yeah. She will fucking eat that shit up. If you're a fellow parent and have endured any Peppa Pig, you'll know (laughs) that it is utterly garbage. However, your children are probably glued to it. So a game that keeps their... See, this is why I included this news yeah. story. Normally, I'd just bin that, but I know <laughs> this is for the a lot. Of, I know a lot of people that listen to this have kids, and I earn a love it. Mm. The only thing, like, see that outright games, like those those Paw Patrol games they put out. I spoke about this before, but certainly the first one, like, it's the best example of a game to introduce kids to gaming. Right. Like, it was one of the first games that Nathan played. And it showed him it did so, it was so easy and intuitive that it, he felt smart because he didn't need to ask for help. It's like two D side scrolling, and uh, Ern was the same. Mm-hmm. Like she'll sit there and like any other game she plays just now, she needs help every two seconds. But when you put that game on for her, she's like blasting through levels and mm-hmm. she loves it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was really good. The only problem was it was massively overpriced. Mm-hmm. It was like thirty five quid for a fucking. 2D side-scrolling Paw Patrol game that you can beat in an hour. Oh, wow. So that's the one issue that I have, that this will probably be the same. All I can say is it better have a fucking platinum because if (laughs) I've got to play this thing wearing, I better be gaining those trophies, working on them trophy games. Yeah, there's something in it for me. Okay, and that rounds up our news for this week. Our pick of the week, Craig. You already sort of gave a wee spoiler away for this earlier. What are we going for? I have a game of the week and a backup game of the week. You can't just have a we backup. We don't need no backup. <laughs> I can do that one. Sure, <laughs> shit. 
The game of the week is Biomutant. That's what we've went for. Its developer is Experiment 101. It's published by THQ Nordic, who own half of gaming at this point. Uh, It's listed as an open-world, post-apocalyptic, kung-fu, fable RPG with a unique martial arts-style combat system, allowing you to mix melee, shooting, and mutant ability action. It's had very mixed reviews. Uh, the reviews came out yesterday. As I say, we've got it downloaded, haven't started it yet. It's also, as we said earlier, our Game Club Game of the Month for next oh, month. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about it a fair amount during the month. So for that reason, it should be the pick of the month. The reason why I've hedged a little bit, as I say, is because of the mix in review scores. You've got the likes of Push Square giving it a 4 out of 10. Fuck. IGN giving it a 6 out of 10. And then there's other outlets that have gave it an 8.5 out of 10 so the scores are definitely a spread there eh? aye the scores are all over the place what's the metacritic you know 68 it's low Uh, to the point where I found this quite funny you wouldn't normally get this from a publisher but THQ Nordic actually tweeted out earlier on saying uh, Biomutant reviews are in, the scores are all over the map, so there's only one thing left for you to do, play the game and find out for yourself. And then they also quoted two different reviews, right? One said, THQ's new open-world action RPG game excels at the former, its open-world design, but struggles with combat. The next review said, a vibrant art style and fluid combat hindered by some seriously repetitive open-world design. Oh, for God's sake. So that's two reviews that have said the polar opposite of each other. It's definitely going to be... like I think it's a good choice for Game Club Game of the Month because it's going to create some interesting topics, I think, because I, I don't... I think we'll have many things we like and dislike about it, and I think the audience will be the same. So as I said, the reason why I'm sort of hedging is because it, the scores are all over the place, and I don't necessarily want to fully endorse you picking up a game for 60 quid that got a 4 out of 10. <laughs> so yeah. if your budget's tight and you're not sure about it, then our backup pick of the week is Bomberman because it's free. But we will be checking out Biomutant. Okay, and as always, last up, we will finish with some feedback from listeners. If you do want to write into us, please do so at puredeadgaming at gmail.com or you can contact us on any of our social media accounts. Andy, not this Andy here with us, but different Andy has asked, how long do you think it will be before another PlayStation exclusive is taken away from us and put on PC? See the way he says taken away from us? He's <laughs> raging. <laughs> seems right upset about that, doesn't he? Like he's concerned. What's he talking like, about? Like, like somebody's going to fucking enter his house in the middle of the night and rape him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that's a listener lost. Uh, well, him off. What, I think what he's referring to is the fact that like recently, in recent, over the last year, there's been some PlayStation exclusives that have made its way over to PC. So, oh, like, right, Horizon right. came to PC recently, Days Gone came out on PC, and there's a lot of PlayStation, hardcore PlayStation gamers that are really upset Why? that these games are coming to PC. I have oh, so no idea. People, so more people can play them, Aye. so the developers can make another one. Yep. I don't know. Because that's, that's what it's all about, Aye. guys. Yeah. The more money these guys make from the game, the, the more in, 
inclined a stu- like a developer or whatever a fucking company is going to be yep. to give them more money to make another one exactly so it's in your, if you really like the game it's in your best interest for a shitload of people to play it Aye. I don't understand that I'm the exact same like I, obviously I sense by the tone of that that Andy's not pleased other Andy writing and yeah. Andy is not pleased about the situation but the way I look at it and I've probably stated this before in the podcast is I could totally see where you're coming from if it was coming out on PC if Horizon 2 Horizon Forbidden West is announced and it's coming to PC the same day as PlayStation mm. like that's what Xbox do I don't agree with that I think that makes some people less likely to buy an Xbox Right. Like mm-hmm. last gen, I just had my PlayStation and my PC, and I could play Xbox games on the PC. So why the fuck would I ever buy an Xbox? Yeah. So I don't think that necessarily helps. But if the likes are, let's take Days Gone, which came out recently. That game came out two years ago on PlayStation. Two years ago, it, they have milked any money they're going to milk out of that on PlayStation. It was even on PlayStation Plus recently. So mm-hmm. after that, it's done. You're yeah. not making any more money at that on PlayStation. No. You may as well put it out on PC, let those players try it, and then see if they like it. They might end up buying a PlayStation. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, we're not getting a Days Gone 2, but say Horizon. Like, when that came out on PC, how many players played that on PC and went, this is really good? And then they'll watch that state of play on Thursday and go, Horizon 2 looks really good. That's not coming to PC. That's only coming to PlayStation. I might buy a PlayStation mm. if I could ever find one. No, no, no. Like, I think it's just good marketing, but some folk are fucking livid about it. But then with PC as well, you get all these communities that, like, if they really love a game, they start doing mods and everything for it as well. Yeah. So then you build up another community for this game. Yep. Uh, sorry, Andy. We don't agree with you on this. <laughs> I'm not talking to myself in the third person. I'm talking to Andy. <laughs> Andy, you've let other Andy down. <laughs> uh, and last up, not a question, but um, Claire has wrote and said, your podcast has really grown on me. I'm more of a casual gamer, but I feel like listening to this podcast has given me more and more knowledge to participate in lunchtime gaming chats at work. Thanks from Sunny Bournemouth for all the info and laughs. Claire, you're welcome. You are indeed welcome, Claire. You're very welcome, Claire. Mm-hmm. What I do think we should do, though, is start just injecting a little bit of false information into the podcast. Why? Just so that just so that she gets on, called out play, on it. Keep clear on her toes. Just so that she gets called out. Oh, sorry. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember I, back when I used to work in a, a a hardware store. There was there was a girl who would remain nameless. She was so dittery. Lovely girl, like a good pals with her, but she was really dittery. And she would believe anything. And we used to sit in like, the lunchroom and you'd be a wee bit coy about it. You'd just be talking about something and you would come mm. out with some strange fact right. that she... And she'd be listening. And then like a day or two later, without fail, oh, she would then... She would use it. She would be like... I do, and I've got I've got an interesting fact about that, and she would come out with it, and it, it went honestly some of the shit that oh. we fucking put in her head, and she was going about being like, yeah, and it's cause of this, and then the folk would just be like, who are you? And every time she fell for it, every time, oh dear, really good. We, I, I promise you, Claire, we're not going to, Claire, do that we're to not going to do that. We will keep you right. Mm-hmm. But we are sometimes we wrong. We only bring the facts. We are sometimes wrong, so if you want to hang fire on anything we say and make sure there's no corrections the next week, we understand. Corrections, baby. Okay, and that is us for this week. 
as always if you enjoyed this episode please leave us a review and also don't forget to check out our social pages and website as well we will talk to you all again next week peace tatty bye, bye. watch mario again <laughs> no no